0: My mom found. I am Mike Kelberton. and who
1: are the Spartans with me tonight? Uh, noble One, Stuart Hughes. Noble Two, Josh Manette. And Welcome that's aboard. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for this week. Somebody else is late. <laughs>
2: he
0: might he be coming. Might hop hopefully.
1: Hopefully. <laughs> he said he's going to try to make it.
0: All right. And before we get too far, first, I do want to give it another shout out to a, to another podcast. I didn't say that right, but we're going to go with it. Uh, genuine Chit Chat. Two episodes ago, you would have heard a nice intro from them. They're much more, let's say, intellectual podcasts than the one that you're listening to right now. Uh, he kind of go. he interviews professionals from different in- industries. It's quite interesting. So, If you're looking for something else to you know add into your list, definitely check him out. I'll have a link in the show notes. And Stu, would you want to introduce the
1: lovely game you picked out for us this week? Sure. Initially, we were supposed to play Halo 1, but it's not out yet. So instead, we are going to do the prequel to the series halo reach yes which oh and for those that are confused listen to the last week's episode
0: yes we were supposed to play castlevania area sorrow but due to scheduling conflicts we're doing that next week and we did this a week sooner shifted so, things up again <laughs>
2: that, before we start what are your guys' thoughts on the fa- on how they're releasing this on pc since you we were supposed um, to do the first halo but for pc they're actually just going <laughs> in the chronological order it seems of yeah. how the game the story would play out
1: yeah, I, um, I understand it. I understand what they're doing because they're just releasing like what they have when it's ready to be released. I get that. I feel like it wasn't advertised that way, though. Like when I saw like, you know, MCC coming to PC, I was like, oh, shit, the whole MCC is going to drop on PC today. So I like I bought it. I pre-ordered it ahead of time. I like the day it came out. I like got home and immediately started up and was like, I can't wait to play Halo 2. And I was like, only available reach.
2: Yeah, and what? it's interesting that they went that way, considering that when you know it launched on Xbox, it was the other way around, where it had all the originals, and then Reach just came out when it came out for PC.
1: Yeah, I don't. It's one of those things where I yeah, I understand it. I wish they had done it a little differently. Yeah, um, they could they could have marketed that better. Yeah, I I remember asking a bunch of people, and I was like, uh, when when is halo one supposed to come out they're like oh you mean it came out today i'm like no only reach came out today and they're like what i was like only reach came out they're like no all the games are coming out it's like apparently not (laughs) apparently (laughs) apparently we all misunderstood (laughs) what they were doing (laughs) i think we were lied to so yeah i it was really bad marketing so i was a little upset but i understand it had it been marketed better i would have been completely understanding of like oh we're just gonna put out what we have when it's available and i i think that comes down to like kind of what kind of player you are of games because i mean i play a lot of i've, I've played a lot of like steam Greenlight light games and like alpha games and i don't mind that i'll be i'll happily be like oh yeah here's 20 dollars to you know help pay for the development of this and you give me something in return for that like i'll 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 gladly do that but just let me know up front yeah let's see
0: kind of i was i mean i was like i only knew it because of Stu but i was happy that i found out when i downloaded the mcc collection i didn't have to buy reach separately it just mm-hmm. came with it that made me i thought i could spend another ten dollars just to get it
2: yeah that that was a nice thing for you pc guys for us xbox guys you know we had to buy it
0: oh (laughs) you reminded me of something okay i got a funny story about how this all went out before i could even play this game so first i bought the master chief collection uh let's say months ago and i've always been meaning to get around to it i'm like okay i got the copy so sunday night i get a text finding out that a guest can't make it for castlevania so we're gonna switch it back so monday morning before I go to work, I'm rushing around. Okay, I'm digging around looking for my copy. I'm like, oh, where the hell is my copy? I'm like, oh, well, I'll find it at some point. So I look up GameStop, it has it for $8. So I send my wife to go pick up the copy for $360 for $8. Okay, so he gets a copy. I come home Monday night. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get this installed. I go and press the button on my Xbox One. Well, that's weird. Nothing's happening. So I I press it again. Nothing's happening. I go back. I check the power cords. I, everything's in there. I finally go online, go through the steps, and they say, yeah, you need to service your Xbox. I'm like, fucking shit. <laughs> so. So then that happens. I'm like, okay, I'll just buy the Master Chief collection. So I buy the collection. Now, I'm already upset about that because this is this is the fourth time I've ever bought Halo Reach. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm sitting here going through this. I download it, and it takes freaking like 50, you know, like twelve hours or so of download. It took a while to download. I don't
1: have the fastest internet. It was a pain. <laughs> I was very unhappy. Yeah, we all got a we all got a game out oh, of this, cool. and Mike lost a whole console. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Ouch. I was, I mean, I don't play my Xbox One a huge amount, but I was. I was
1: bummed to find out that it it, it passed away. <laughs> Ouch. My favorite, my favorite part of all this was like us trying to get the game to run on your computer because then it wouldn't run on your computer. Oh yeah. Oh my I god. Forgot
0: about that. It just kept. It just kept kicking. It just said nope, and just kept canceling. I'm like, oh great. Don't tell me I'm going to, have to pull out my old 360. Pray that still works, and then plug that in. <laughs> but no. I, after, I un, after I uninstalled Norton, restarted the computer, and then I got everything running
1: and it worked mm. yeah <laughs> mike mike sent me like i was like like i was like uh what what error codes are you getting like i was trying to figure it out with them and you sent me that picture of like halo reach was like in the background and on the foreground was like three norton tabs open that was like <laughs> your subscription's out of date please update it's like well uninstall that first of all <laughs> that's number one <laughs> i did right after we after we talked it went away and then magically the game worked. Suddenly, suddenly after Norton was off your computer, everything worked perfectly. Weird. Yeah, I was because I had I had to put it in window mode to make it run and the
0: Norton thing popped up. And and then after I un, after I uninstalled Norton, I was able I had it running in poor graphics though. Like I could see a lot of pixelating at times because I just so I, I was worried it wouldn't run otherwise because I got scared. It's <laughs> shit. I'm not a PC gamer. This is my first this is one of my first foray. Like I was not used to my laptop getting very hot. In the top left corner i didn't like that but <laughs> i just play anytime time somebody well i hope liked... you
2: were at least in a cold environment so you <laughs> yeah. had a heater I'm in
0: minnesota yeah. in the dead okay. of winter yeah yeah so, okay mean... cool
2: so you had a heater
0: yeah all i gotta do is open the window and it'll be it could be you know 20 degrees cooler in no time yeah well okay cool
2: at least you had a heater for a cold
0: time <laughs> Meanwhile, I have,
1: life I have to keep turning the fucking heat back off because it keeps jumping back up to 70 degrees here <laughs> Yay, Virginia. Um, yeah, usually well, when somebody asks me, like, if anyone's like, hey, I've got a problem with my computer, the first thing I'll do is I'll look at it, and I'll see, like, Norton in the corner. I'm like, get rid of that, and let's see if that solves all your problems. <laughs> let's just let's just try it.
2: <laughs> Norton like, stands for does not play well with others.
0: No.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, I was excited, though, when you picked Halo Reach, because I'm not a big fan of Halo CE. At least it's been a long time since I played the first one. But I have fond memories of this game. Even though they're in a weird, I got a couple funny memory, uh, funny stories that included when I, because I, for one, I never buy games at released at release. I hate paying 60 bucks for a game. I always buy them down the road for 20 or less. And the, when this game had come out, my girlfriend at the time had just left maybe like a year before and maybe two years before, let's say she left in two thousand nine my son was one and a half well so she left and she came back at the same time that this game had shortly released and she brought her now husband with her and their kid so it might have been two years and i remember watching him play halo reach and i'm like huh i should get this game and i ran out the store bought that game so i could play with my friends online and i always <laughs> just remember that like i hate the guy i'm like i hate you but that game's kind of cool <laughs> no, <it's> <laughs> and- <laughs> halo reach bringing people together <laughs> Uh, well, the story gets better. Okay, so I get Halo Reach at launch. I'm trying to play with my friends, and I have a very hectic schedule because I have a, a little kid. And it was shortly after this, I got into a fight with my friend, and we and one of the, us, we didn't talk for like 10 years over the stupid game. <laughs> so we got in an argument. I was mad, and I unfriended him on Xbox, so they just stopped talking to me for years. And then finally, we got we started talking again. But this, I, always, I forgot all about this, and we started playing the game. I'm like, oh yeah, all oh, that shit happened.
2: Yeah, I mean the franchise tends to do that. I mean, I know I got I got somebody to break a controller over the original Halo. So yeah, the franchise has a t- has a tendency to cause drama and. Mm. cool things and interesting stories
1: well i would say even like more than i would say like more than call of duty it was like one of those first you know big first person shooter games that people would just lose it online like nine out of ten times if you were like if somebody told a story about how like oh yeah they broke a controller or they like slammed their headset against the wall it was like oh what were you playing and i was like oh yeah the halo halo one yeah <laughs> online. Halo. <laughs> halo online halo Multiplayer. <laughs> doing a uh, swatty snipers on shiny snipers on halo 2 and i just lost it yeah <laughs> the red mist descended i couldn't see i never played this one multiplayer
0: back in the day not for long but i just played the story and then going back you know going back today and or this week and playing it again man this game it I was I once I finally got everything running, I was smiling as I was shooting ostriches in the first mission. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, this was definitely one that by the time it had come out, I was kind of over the multiplayer stuff for these games. It was just like, all right, let's get to the campaigns. And this one had like a beautifully done campaign.
1: Yeah, this was well, I think I wanna say Bungie kind of recognized that too. They were like, We aren't really I mean, like Forge for um Halo Three kind of like changed the game for online, which was you know, really, really cool. But I think at this point, they were like, we haven't really added much to Forge. Just add, like, Forge is kind of, like, leave it up to the players to build what they want to build. And we'll just have our classic game mode. So I think, I want to say they focused pretty heavily on the campaigns for this and, like, ODST. And, uh, yeah, and then they kind of stopped there. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, this is when... I, was, I always enjoyed the campaigns of Halo, but I want to say this is when the story got, like... Something about the story of this and ODST, it got really personal and really isolated. Well, this is yeah. a very, very, a very small problem, which I really enjoyed.
2: Well, yeah, it's because they weren't constrained to the, you know, limits of Master Chief. Right. Yeah. They could they could tell something different,
0: mm. which was nice. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they... one, this is based on a book. I mean, you had the fall of that came out back when Halo CE came out or around that time, probably afterwards. But so you had the whole
1: story. Like when I first saw they're doing Reach, I'm like, oh, shit, I know where this is going to go. <laughs> Like
0: I knew it wasn't gonna end.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was the the nice thing about it too is like a lot of any movie or show that comes out and it begins with like everyone died. Flashback to like a year ago. It it's really hard to build that tension or make you like enjoy those characters. Like I know a lot of people had that issue with Rogue One, going like knowing that going in everybody was gonna die. It's like ah, just it's gonna be hard for me to like really connect with these people who i know how their story ends already but re- i think reached a really good job
2: yeah because it's more it's more so telling the story of of the evacuations than yeah. it is noble team right noble yeah. team just happens to be the one that happens along and helps these people try to get off planet mm-hmm. that are not military
1: yeah they're just pushing the story forward rather than than like changing themselves or having some big art like that's that's the biggest issue if you have some story like that and you try to give your characters like big moral arcs it's like well what's the point like they're gonna die so what's the point of them being a better person (laughs) at the end than they were at the beginning yeah whereas this is yeah noble team is just they are they all the characters know exactly who they are they're very specific they've got their personalities that really stand out amongst each other and it's like I know it's gonna happen, so just get me there, and then by the end of the yeah. game, you're like, "Shit!" Uh, then, I actually really and then like
2: perfectly. They make you, they make you the player, the rookie. Mm-hmm. You're the yeah. new person. You're, you don't, you do not and so you're like, "Okay," and everything just goes wrong.
1: Yeah. You're just soaking it all in. (laughs) That should be the the tagline for Halo. It was a simple mission. Everything went wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And I should say, before we get too
0: far, there will be spoilers for Halo Reach, obviously. If you listen to the show, you should know that by now. And probably
1: spoilers for other Halo stuff, let's say, just in case. Oh, definitely, yeah. Just say spoilers for Halo in general. If you you care about, like, the Halo story so much and you haven't made the time to play them (laughs) at this point, and I don't know, maybe... Maybe like take a look at your priorities.
2: (laughs) Well, uh, especially if you're listening to a podcast before playing, right?
1: I just get annoyed with people who do that where they're like, they'll like seek out like somebody will do a review of a movie from like 20 years ago and they'll be like, I was going to watch that. And it's like, it's been 20 years. Like, <laughs> If you're going to watch it, then watch. I don't care how busy you are. You can take 90 minutes throughout the course of 20 years to watch this movie.
0: <laughs> I agree with that same sentiment though. Like, I mean, there are certain things that I have not caught up on and I've just waited years. And I'm like, I don't. And somehow, sometimes I stay unspoiled for many years, but I'm
1: like, eh, you know, it's not, not their fault i've said it many times no, before was. where i uh i just don't care about spoilers like it, it it's actively annoying to me because i like i'll talk to somebody about a movie that just came out and they'll be like like uh, game of thrones is a great example like i didn't watch the eighth season of game of thrones for a while just because i heard a lot of people like weren't into it and i was like yeah i'll check it out when i check it out and i was talking to somebody and i was like yeah, what happened in that like last episode they're like oh i i, I don't want to tell you i don't want to tell you and it's like just tell me and they're like i don't want to tell you i'm like i don't care about spoilers just tell me it turns into an <laughs> argument every time like just tell me what happened in the fucking episode they're like i, I can't say anything yeah, just say it i not gonna yell i would be like just tell- Dude, i'm actively asking you to tell yeah. me i am telling i am telling you it's okay and their attitude is like I'm gonna be like it's okay, just tell me, and they're gonna be like, oh well, this happens. I'm gonna be like, what? Why did you tell me that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a child. Just tell me. <laughs> so in the last episode of Game of Thrones, Darth Vader came down.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you say that to me? <laughs> You know I don't like spoilers, even though I asked you about <laughs> I do that with most movies. I will wait for other people to see them and then get them to tell me what happened in the movie, and then I'll go see the movie. And I find that it's more enjoyable that way. Yeah. I, well, I
2: mean, I still haven't seen uh, the the new Star Wars, but, like, the 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 day after it came out, one of the guys came into work. He's like, yeah, I just saw it. It was so awesome. He's like, oh, but I don't wanna, I'm, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to spoil you. And so I just walked over, and I – Leaned into his ear and I asked him like two questions. He was like yes and yes. I'm like,
3: huh? Okay. Huh. I
2: didn't say
1: thing. I was like, I'm not gonna bother seeing this when it comes out because I I am not confident in it. I, I was, I'm one of those people. I like I like Force Awakens and I like Last Jedi a lot. I think those movies are really good. I understand people don't like them. I enjoy them. I, enjoy, I Skywalker mean, Skywalker came out. And I was like, I just don't have any. I was like, I, I feel like I don't have any like anywhere to stand in this fight anymore. I'm just like, eh, it just <laughs> looks like I just have a feeling it's not going to be good. And they came out and I was like, well, let's see what other people think about it. And I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. I guess I'll just go see it as like a matinee later. Yeah,
2: I enjoy them for what they are, which is fans trying to finish the story that George was like, eh, I think I finished strong enough with the uh, Vader's redemption art.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> so Halo Reach starts off like, like one thing I think is cool that this is kind of their first introduction to them. I think I want to say like they haven't really fought the Covenant very much yet, or they might know who they are. I can't they remember exactly. They
1: knew about the Covenant, but the cup co- there it was mostly like small skirmishes. It wasn't uh, okay. Uh,
2: yeah, unlike the outreaches of space, yeah. not at any like one of their main planets yet.
1: This is the first, like, big invasion by the Covenant. Yeah. Okay. It, it's the story of of the um, UNSC. It's the story of their first real loss in that war. Yeah, they, they lose fucking bad, too. And they lose bad. And, that, and this game lets you know right up front, they're going to lose bad. <laughs> <laughs> this game starts with, I think, I think this is my favorite opening to a Halo game because it opens with the helmet in the field like years later after, yeah like it's like after life has started to regrow and it's a very it's a very like uh strong image of like okay like a lot can be it's got like a lot of emotional resonance with it and you don't really know why and then by the end of the game you have context for it and it really stands out i think is it's like i said it's my favorite opening to the whole series i mean the whole oh one thing we should say what year this came out we hadn't said that yet this came out in 2010 okay Made by Microsoft, made published by Microsoft, Microsoft and uh, Bungie. Back when Bungie was still Bungie.
2: Well, back when Bungie <laughs> was still working on Halo. Uh well, yeah. Halo Four. It went to 343 Industries. Yes. Which ah. did actually poach quite a bit from Bungie, but they had to keep that part quiet.
1: Yeah, it was a, uh, it was like a pretty quiet split because I, I, I. A lot of people got mad at them. I was always trying to stay like neutral in the whole fight of like, well, you know, these people just want to make. The games that they want to make so if they want to switch over to 343 and 343 wants to take a bunch of those like artists over there and all that talent because they want to work on halo then just let them do that i think bungie was in a lot of ways kind of it was one of those uh i mean it's still around but bungie had that string from like 2000 to 2010 where it was like one of those companies that you just kind of trusted implicitly to put out good games like you had that like nice run for like bethesda and even activision for a while (laughs) even ea had their like string (laughs) a nice that nice string of like just if if it's made by Bungie and it says halo on it it's gonna be good or it's gonna be enjoyable
2: yeah it would be a quality game that you know you could enjoy the story would be good gameplay would be good (laughs)
1: like have you ever seen that chart of uh there's a chart of, like, all the Halo games, and you move the scale up to whatever the most recent Halo game is. And, like, the first option is the best Halo game ever made. So the the third game back is always the best Halo game ever made. The second game back is always, like, changed the game. It was awful. Like, it completely destroyed it. And the most recent game is, like, total trash. <laughs> I, like, I haven't
2: seen that one. <laughs> I have not either.
1: It's very accurate. Whenever... Whenever a new Halo comes out, everyone's like, oh, but the last game was like, oh, the last game was really good. Like Halo 4 came out, everyone's like, oh, but Halo 3 was the best Halo game ever made. It's like, you weren't saying that when Halo 3 came out. I don't don't even remember. (laughs) I clearly remember you saying Forge was a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So also, like, when this game opens up,
0: like, even the first mission I thought was, like, really interesting how they don't really know what the hell is happening yet. Like you're kind yeah. of trying to rescue civilians. You have the stupid ostriches running all over the place that <laughs> are fun to shoot, and it just like it, it. starts off in a really interesting way. I mean, they don't know exactly what's going on. They they think it's rebels, which is one thing that's not really touched. I feel in most of the in any of the other Halo games that before the Covenant came into play, they made the Spartans to help fight against. I want to say wasn't the rebels and other it was other uh, conflicts? Insurrectionist,
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, okay. it was essentially. In Star Wars terms, it's people living on like the Outer Rim, uh, who are tired <laughs> of it's it's like it's it's Firefly is what it is. It's Firefly and Serenity, where it's people living like way out in the like middle of buttfuck fuck nowhere space, saying I think we can you know we can run our our planet better than the UN- UNSC can, and so it turned into this like little mini civil war, and that's how the Spartans came into play. The original okay. the Spartans I was going to say the original Spartans the Spartan twos the original Spartans were all failures. <laughs> <laughs> like really bad too right <laughs> i remember correctly yeah and this is kind of like it's a really strong opening because it's you first like for the first quote-unquote mission in every halo game is like their minute and a half opening cutscene. so the first like quote-unquote mission in this game is you are introduced to the noble team you're replacing a another member who has like died or is basically out of commission it's like because they're all like big shoes to fill. Like you're the new Noble Six, uh, and everyone's like kind of against you at first because they're like uh, you're not as good as the old Noble Six, except for Jorge, who just is just a lovable guy.
2: Yeah, it's really awkward how everybody's just like, oh, yeah, you got big <laughs> shoes to fill, and blah. blah, blah. It's like, um, okay, fine. <laughs> I like. Sure. I,
1: I I love how they set up those characters so concretely at the beginning, where Carter Noble One is, he like he, he you know he is in the background working on the mission details. He's the leader, and then Kat's kind of like managing the rest of the team. And she, uh, she she's the t- she's the uh, team mom. She's team mom, and you got like June not saying anything, just like staring at you. I think he like makes a, a crack or something. Emil's over in the corner sharpening his knife on his helmet. You're like, all right, I know exactly who everybody is, and I think Jorge's the first one to be like, like nice to you, where he's like, welcome to the team. <laughs> like you immediately know you've got five characters or six characters in the game. You immediately know who everybody is. You immediately know how you fit in that group, and it's it's such a good like it's a masterclass in like being like how to set up a character. Okay, this person's doing this. This person's doing that. You know, you know immediately. This guy is the gruff one that like he's just here cuz he thinks war is badass and this guy's the leader and he only is focused <laughs> on the details and he's not paying attention to everything else. <laughs> That's a really good comparison uh, like way to describe some of the characters in this. Yeah, it's it's great. They're all really strong characters and it speaks I think a lot to say that. You know, they were only in this one game, but they were very popular and they ended up being like firefight of uh, voices and Halo 4 and they like still have i a, a, I'd say a pretty big popularity. I think I want to say like Jorge and Cat in particular are like very high. Whenever you see like a character poll, people just love them. Emil's uh, crazy and badass. Emil's got like the skull on his on his face mask. Yeah, he has yeah, carved like- a skull into his helmet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: I, emil's <laughs> the one that's with you for honestly the best section of the game which is oh absolutely end. yeah
1: yeah I, I love how they do that too is the, the first mission starts off and like you're going to you're going to reach you're going to this little like uh farm farm base it's not even a base it's just like a bunch it's of like a it, yeah. it's like a little
2: farmstead it's like it's like uncle what what's the uncle uncle ben and aunt Beirut's farm out in oh, the middle yeah. of nowhere right
3: like
1: yeah, that's it's
2: essentially just, where you're going to figure uh, out what's going on, and you're like, oh yeah, they're 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 having some troubles, and people are dead, and rebels, right?
1: Yeah, it's yeah, you get that little like he like Carter's giving you the missing <laughs> details. You're coming in on the uh, you're coming in on the the Hornets, and he's like, we've got reports of like disappearances and like firing out here. We gotta go check it out, and it's just you going to check it out. You think it's insurrectionist activity, and it's just like everybody hops off the Hornets. Everyone's got that military, like it sets you up like okay, this is a military operation. I, I understand all these characters i understand how they fit in the story i understand the like uh the character interaction here i know where everybody's places on the team and it just throws a wrench in the system immediately with oh we have to fight these insurrectionists and you fight these farmers and they're like it's not other people like something else is attacking us and bam the covenant attack
2: yeah and, and it i think they even uh named the section of the mission too it's rebels don't leave plasma burns because like you the, yeah. the first thing is you show up and it's not even bam covenant it's like like, wait a minute. These are weird marks for rebels, right? Like,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's what, like, would you say it's like all in all 30 seconds from the Hornet to when you're at the door of the farmer? It's it's not a very long amount of time, but it's just enough to set it all up. Like, okay, this is a peaceful planet. Nothing's happening here. This isn't, you know. The middle of halo 2 with the fucking flood attacking you and like <laughs> chaos everywhere it's just a peaceful land and there's like some like you see like a dead body and some plasma burns you're like yeah that's like uh jorge's line is the covenant don't leave plasma plasma scars captain and he talks to the captain they're like oh like my daughter's been taken or something and we don't know what's going on and you walk around the corner and it's a bunch of fucking jackals <laughs> I have never liked the jackals. Uh, I I love the jackals. Jackals are like my favorite enemy to fight in Halo. Well, they're not my my least favorite.
0: Is the stupid? I hate the frickin'... the buggers. So oh, very sad the drones. Maybe,
1: yeah. yeah, the drones suck.
2: The drones are one of the weaker enemies. I loved how in here you had the different jackals, right? Because you didn't. Yeah. You had the ones that didn't have the shield and mm-hmm. didn't have because the and weren't snipers. Because usually, if it unless a jackal has a a sniper rifle it always has the shield they had those little like non-shielded non-armored jackals and those (laughs) were pretty cool to see
1: and like later in the game you see they have like the armbands yeah i think Halo's always been good about like their character design has always been really strong um i mean even back to like the first game where it was just like okay these elites are blue and these elites are red but it makes sense because the like red elites are like commanding the blue elites and like as the colors change yeah it's, it's signifying their different ranks within the Covenant. I've got right. a book it, somewhere. Was like,
2: it was like, instead of like a blue belt, here's your blue armor, here's your yeah. red armor, here's the gold armor. Oh, shit, that guy's gold. Oh, fuck me, I'm gonna yeah. die!
1: <laughs> oh, shit, there's a black elite. Oh, he's gone. Oh, great, we're all gonna die. He's got a sword. Fuck. <laughs> I've got a book Not somewhere wrong. like the Art of Halo that goes into it, and I've always liked their character. I've always liked their, their character design. I've always liked how they make all their models. And I I think Halo Reach is a great example of them saying, okay, this is where they're at in Halo 1. We need to take that and make the Covenant look a little less, like, a little bit more primitive, a little less armored. They, like, by Halo 1, they're in a full war. These guys have, like, wartime armor. And in this game, it's like, okay, these guys are just invaders. Like, they aren't going to look as armored. They aren't going to be as tough. Like, maybe they... Maybe they didn't uh, plan for the humans quite as much as they did. So they just instead of having a full body shield, they just have little like arm straps that have little shields on them. Some of their like outfits are a little bit more ragtag, like the Spartans in this. I love all their armor because it's just like it looks like stuff just glued onto the side of their armor like uh jorge has like all of his grenades just strapped on him <laughs> and doesn't yeah. your character have like a little smiley face on his thing on his armor i want to say yeah that's your standard emblem um okay i didn't change it obviously. i always change it because I've, I've had the same emblem since halo 2 so i always got to go back to that
0: i was wondering why there's a stupid little smiley face i'm like what the hell is the point of this
1: yeah everyone gets their little character emblem to set them off i love that little personal touch yeah it's- it, like i like june's armor the best because he's got like a little bit of like a ghillie wrap on the back of his armor because he's the sniper and he's got like little he's got like bullets strapped all over him
2: <laughs> it's great. yeah so I, I love how it's since it's back during the time where they were prevalent you know prevalent there is all this customization to the armor they were all different and where you know master chief is after the fact where yeah they can't really make any more of those guys but he, his armor upgrades in the later games are like whoa Really? They're still doing that stuff? Wow, he got a new armor piece. It kind of looks the same, but whatever. Everything <laughs> looks
1: a little bit more like guerrilla warfare.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, also, and, and and everything and serves thing, a purpose, too.
0: Yes. Yeah. Like, one thing that was so interesting to me with this game back when it came out, and even today, is that, you know, this was like one of our first experiences seeing a lot more Spartans. Like back when you just had Halo 1, 2, and 3, you just had Master Chief. Yeah. And I don't think there's any yeah. other Spartans in any of the first three. No,
2: no they're not. Oh, okay. and that's And that's the whole thing is. It's supposed to, it's sort of set up in Halo 1. They tell you, like, he is the last of the Spartans. Yeah, that's okay. why everybody's like, oh, shit, Master Chief. Like, he is the last Spartan. <laughs> yeah. And, and it goes, and, and then you learn throughout uh, throughout Reach that he has essentially the, oh, shit, this is what's going to save us uh, AI invention thing, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, that's why he becomes as big a, a, on just the human military it's not what he did on reach or on 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 the original halo that's part of it but it comes from he is also the only spartan left in the world
1: yeah he's like the prototypical like he is the spartan to exemplify <laughs> which i i was fine with him bringing back his team for five and having the other spartans like having the newer models and having his old team i was fine with that but yeah i was always a big fan of that idea of Oh, yeah, almost all the Spartans are gone. This is what oh, we yeah. have, but he is like the legendary soldier. And this goes right. back to these aren't legendary soldiers. These are just like more like spec ops type guys, or these are very specialized soldiers. Right. They aren't the best of the best, but we have a lot of them and they're slightly better than the regular person. So,
2: and they I, give I, us a, a really good chance. And then yeah. it turns into him and he's the only one left. And yeah, he does become that, you know, global badass.
1: i always appreciated the idea too that though they don't explicitly state it you get the i always got the sense that you aren't the only spartans on reach there are spartans all over the planet yeah all like fighting to get people like to evacuate and fighting the covenant yours is just a very isolated story on one part of the planet right really like only a couple areas that's how i took it too because i mean you you gotta think about it. this
0: was if, I, if i'm remembering correctly this was the UNSC's big military base where they were doing lots of different testing and had a lot of top secret things going on yeah it's, and, it, okay. and
2: it was it's, and it was the development center of the spartans
1: yeah it's where sword okay. base was located so uh, yeah it was it was essentially like their big r&d planet or one of their big r&d planets yeah okay yeah, o- which East is land. why the covenant decided to make everybody go burn I like because it's the game. It doesn't start at sword base, but like that opening level is just to introduce you. The covenant are here. It's just setting up the story really well. You're fighting the covenant, and then you got to go and like while you're like while you're driving around taking them out, you hop in a warthog and you have to stop to evacuate some civilians and some soldiers that are like pinned down. And then you have to like then it's like then it gets into the actual story. This is all just set up.
0: I do like how there's so many missions where each mission is like, Oh, you're gonna go do this and you're you know, you're constantly trying to fight off the covenant, but they are freaking like they have huge anti air guns pretty quickly that you're having to take out that they have been building a base like very, very fast as they landed. They are just erecting the structures, getting everything going and just
1: yeah, they're here to win.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They, they, really they, a... they did they did not come to mess around. They came no. to take that planet.
1: Yeah, you get the you get a good feeling of like how the covenant because by Halo 1 the covenant is already established like they're already there. Yep. This is a great example of how the covenant set up where they've got those like modular bases that fall from the sky and immediately they've got a foothold on the planet. It's like you I every level of this game you feel like you're losing more and more. Like as you're doing more and accomplishing more goals, it's just like shit keeps hitting you from different directions. And you got to like you're just it's it's all Whereas Halo 1, 2, and 3 are all, like, you are actively participating, you are actively making decisions to, like, fight the Covenant, fight the Flood. This game is all reactionary. It's the Covenant's yeah. doing this, we have to slow them down. We can't yeah. we can't destroy them, we just have to slow them down. We have to do this, we've got to help these civilians get out. It's all reactionary.
2: And that, that element of the story actually pushes the gameplay part of it, too, in that, you know, it... Most of the Halo games, you don't have to kill the enemies. There's only a few set pieces where you actually have to kill everybody for things to progress. And so a lot of the games, you can just pretty much just run, 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 run and for yep. almost all of reach that's literally what it is and it makes so much <laughs> sense to the story because it's always frantically i need to go do this i need to go do this i need to go do this and we yeah. might have a chance and then you go do it and you find out no sorry you're still screwed you're boned <laughs> try this i ran a lot <laughs> whatever
0: i could
1: i like but that I, opening because it's you trying to get to you think halsey is off in this base and you've got to go save her like that's kind of the mission that you're given is and after the, you base. Uh it's like her off off campus site or whatever. Okay. Oh, you come on the early missions, right? The first mission, yeah. You gotta go okay. you go into that base and it's been taken by Covenant and you're trying to get in there because you're trying to find a Halsey. Uh and like you've also like Jorge's also like, we gotta find that farmer girl too. And you go in and like you find the girl and she speaks I love that she's speaking a different language. I, I that was cool. It's just a nice thing to throw in there that like okay, the UNSC is not totally they're not totally like in control of everybody at this point there are people on the edge of space that are speaking their own language like Jorge speaking Hungarian to her. They're like yeah that makes sense not everybody is allied right now everyone's fighting with themselves. Of course they're gonna like still be speaking Hungarian and then the fucking sword elites come out and you kill them and it's like okay <laughs> the covenant are here what do we do next
0: which also kind of goes in what you were saying how everything is reactionary how you each mission it's just here's the next thing we're going to try. Like I know early on, there's that mission called nightfall where you're, I don't remember a whole lot what you're doing. I just remember sneaking around at night with a sniper rifle. Oh, nightfall And I know you can so get, <laughs> I know you can like go through stealthy. I would just go, Hey, fuck it. And start shooting people. They're like, Oh, they found us already. I'm like, oh, I wonder why. And yeah. I just continuously shot
1: into, the grunts. I just didn't care.
0: I, yeah. I played a- this game on easy and I just played <laughs> fast.
1: It's a right. it's a stealth mission, but there is no stealth weapon in this game. So you're just firing like blatant fifty cal sniper rifles. I mean, you on... can sneak up on people,
0: but yeah, I don't like
1: the assassination. Yeah, you can humanity. sneak up on them and bop them in the head. Yeah, that was. Uh, if I had one complaint about this game, is that you didn't have any like way to stay quiet um but i understand why that you weren't prepared whereas in you know halo 3 odst the whole point of the odsts is to kind of be sneaky and behind enemy lines you're a spartan you're supposed to be front lines take everything out you're all supposed to be one-man soldiers essentially i really need to play oh funny enough the
2: odst aren't even spartans though
1: no they're not they're just those are just like other soldiers yeah
2: those are those are those are, just like those are those are yeah they're a little bit more tactical marines.
1: So I say like Halo Two is my favorite multiplayer, mostly for nostalgia. But my favorite stories are definitely ODST and Reach, where we're gonna yeah. take a break from the main campaign. This is what's going on with other people. I and I like,
2: love how um, <laughs> was it during the Alexandria missions? You're actually helping out uh, the ODST team.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's fantastic. And you get Buck, like it's Buck same ODST. An entrance,
2: you know, he's you you hear him on the radio. He's a, you, who you drop off. <laughs> I
1: was like, so, yo, Buck was just meant to be like that one-off character for ODST, But because Buck is played by Nathan Fillion, and everybody, everybody loves, loves him, loves yeah. Nathan Fillion, he has to be in every game now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, like, like, oh, that character well, was we played by him. anybody else. <laughs> They'd be like, all right, so, yeah, so, like forget that scene. But it's Nathan so Fillion. That character so. survive and makes it to ODST? He, yep. Yeah, he he is an ODST trooper in Alexandria. Uh and he gets like um uh promoted and he is running his own team in ODST. And then by Halo 5 he is like a new Spartan. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. Because <laughs> because <of> Nathan Fillion. <laughs> yeah, and that's that makes sense. legitimately the reason. It's because Nathan Fillion voiced him. Yep. Okay.
0: Why well, didn't <laughs> you realize that many people made it off the freaking planet in general? Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm trying to make uh, That mission in between after Winter Contingency is the first Oni Sword Base level, which I've talked about this before. I love any game that it puts you in an area that you come back to later in the game and it's changed. And so you spend quite a bit of time at Oni Sword Base throughout these throughout this uh this game, and I really enjoy how much it changes throughout the game. <laughs> like it starts off and it's a very clean area. Uh, you're like, the Covenant are attacking and they're getting in, but they've only just arrived. And so you're just going into, you know, you're just going into, like, try to find Halsey and complete your mission and get the hell out. I think at first they're attacking and you actually leave from Sword Base and you're killing the incoming Covenant and then it ends with you getting back to Sword Base. And then by the end of the game, you are assaulting Sword Base because it's been taken. I love that.
2: Yeah, you're having a fight to it and then to get there, and then defend it while Halsey's finishing up the package to give it to you.
1: It's so good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd <it's a>, say <laughs> so good. Yeah, it was a really good game. Like, I was impressed how much I enjoyed it. But there is one level that I had vaguely remembered that I definitely want to talk about, the Long Night of Solace level, when... Well, I mean, there's a couple things I love about this. One, if you, you end up going to, like, you hijack, or you don't hijack, but you get into... As I, let's say X Wings, you get into some X Wings, you fly up into space into a two person po- ship, and you have a whole level where you're flying around shooting down Banshees and I don't remember, and Phantoms?
1: Banshees okay. and Phantoms and okay. um, Spectres? Spectres, which was, yeah, like the Covenant's, like essentially they're bombers before the Covenant kind of like moved away from that because they weren't as effective. I like that, they introduced badass. a new class of ship, and then. But the new class of ship can't be good. It has to be, like, slightly ineffective to explain why it doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) There's a lot of things that were introduced in this game. Like, the Mongoose.
0: I mean, wasn't the Mongoose first in this game, or was it also Yeah, the Mongoose
1: showed up in 3. Yeah. But you got, like... I mean, just, like... There's a lot of stuff that showed up in Halo 3 that people don't really remember from Halo 3 because it wasn't used very much that's used more in this. Like, the... There's a coo- uh, troop carrier um, warthog that was in three, but it was completely useless to that story. Whereas it kind of gets a chance to shine in this game because you can get in this truck and Jorge can get in the back of it and put his turret up on there and it suddenly it becomes a usable vehicle.
2: Right. Okay, right. And it's one of the first ones you can find early on too before you yeah. start getting the actual UNSC ones. You get yeah, the, I like that. the farmer versions of
1: them. <laughs> yeah, you start the game with. This shitty little, essentially like a pickup truck that Jorge hops yeah. in the back of. Because she yeah, just have drops it all the yet. minigun
2: on, onto, the, onto the
1: roof. All right, yeah, we're man. ready. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's suddenly you're. It feels like the country is Halo. It's like ah, <laughs> yoo hoo! Let's go kill him Covenant. <laughs> I mean,
0: there's <laughs> really cool things in this game. Like that's the first thing I, I, I have to
2: I, say. I I seriously wonder was somebody at the at one of the pitch meetings was like, all right, so picture this. You got Dukes of Hazard, <laughs> and Halo. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean,
1: <yeah. laughs> I would love to, like, to have been there just listening to people make this game. Because, yeah, it does seem like yeah. – it seems like a lot of them were like, okay, what do we have? How can we use that in this world? Because this world isn't we're, – we're dealing with a game where, like, you're not being completely uh, – you're not being, like, completely armored. You're not going to have, like, the best of the best. You're just dealing with what is in – what is – in the world at the time that's always kind of been the point of halo the whole point of halo was that the master chief was supposed to be like an expert at everything uh so you know it makes sense that he would drop his gun in the middle of combat and pick up one of the covenant weapons because he can use that i think this game pushes that to the extreme where it's like oh we don't even have a warthog let's just take this old truck and we'll just make use of this old truck because that's all we have available to us yes it works with the game (laughs) I like. I know a lot of people don't like um don't like that saber mission in space where you're flying the saber. It, um, I, it's a nice I change. Loved it. I, I I love it too. I think it's it's right in the middle of the game. It's it's mission six out of eleven, so it's like smack dab in the middle, and it's so different from the rest of the game. It kind of gives you a break from shooting. I think it really breaks it up well. Where it's all right. We're we're in space now. We're gonna do like a little bit of a Battlefront two space battle. <laughs> Like just cool. in the middle of this, just to like clear you up a little bit, throw something different at you before we throw you back on the planet. I completely forgot about it until I saw Josh, I think, post a video
0: or something of it. I'm like, oh yeah, that's in this game. <laughs> yeah, I, I got, I got,
2: I got six kills in a matter of thirty seconds. That wasn't really <laughs> too bad.
1: I, also- I, uh, I, just, I wish Bungie would make like. A- after I played that mission, I was like, oh man, Bungie should make the next Battlefront too. Like they should be the ones to remake that game. <laughs> <laughs> too late for that Yeah, exactly. but, like even like the way that spatial ends where you
0: fly onto the ship mm-hmm. into a covenant ship which you think is the only covenant ship coming you think this is yeah. their whole squadron and you're bringing a, a nuke on no a, a slip a slip space
1: drive or something on yeah there. it's a slip space drive that to, to really lend to like the how everything is just like jury rigged and thrown together you're bringing a mission uh, the whole mission objective is to get this engine from another ship onto this ship which you're turning into a nuke
2: yeah okay you're you're you're, you're making the engine blow up yeah as blow as a bomb to blow up another ship
1: i love the setup for that too where um it's like at the end of the previous mission kat is talking about how like oh do you remember that like terrible slip space disaster and the head the leader Carter's like yeah what about and she's like yeah that's a simple uh it was a simple like Uh, usage error with their slip stitch drive you could totally recreate that if we needed something to blow up that ship i think i know what we could do (laughs) (laughs) it's great and And it works like this is the real like halfway point where i say i say the whole game is reactionary the first half of the game is you you're trying to evacuate civilians and like the covenant are there but it seems like It's kind of like a stalemate almost. Like they're not they're not taking you over, but they're not exactly you're not exactly winning. Yeah. At the end of the mission, it seems like a
2: tit for tat here and there. Like, okay, we'll pick some people up. We'll rescue these people. Ah, crap! Now they're over there, five (laughs) miles away. Son of a bitch! Let's start walking.
1: (laughs) Have that perfect end to this mission where exactly halfway through the game, you blow up the Covenant ship, and it's like, yeah, we did it. And immediately it's like, like
2: six of them show up. You're like yeah, they just start
1: falling out of slow space around the planet. <laughs> and you realize like that's that's the biggest moment where you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Everybody has to die for this to work. Well, we also right before
0: in that scene, you find out that the bomb you have lost the remote detonation. So one of your your team grabs you says, somebody's got to stay behind and yeah. throws you out the
1: airlock. The, down Yeah. Down he, down
2: he, down this reach. is Sparta's you to safety.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> first sa- yeah, so you have this moment. It's the first sacrifice of the game. It, it gives you. It's perfectly set up. You have just enough slight victories to think to forget about the fact that everybody has to die. It's just enough to get you in the moment and be like, like yeah, we're kicking their ass. And then Jorge <laughs> sacrifices you, chucks you off the planet, so you have to armor lock down to down to reach. And all these covenant ships comes pouring out of slip space, and you're like, oh yeah. I forgot. I, I that first moment I played this game, I still remember playing this game for the first time because I was like, "Oh yeah," I, I I completely slipped my mind that everybody has to die. Yeah,
2: there's there's no better way to remind you that you're fucked than yeah forcing you to re-enter the atmosphere of a planet by yourself. No yeah, no, but... no ship. No nope, no, nope. you just gotta fall back to the planet. Yeah,
0: that
1: and that next mission was... is oh my god that next mission might be one of my favorites in halo where you're just you're just on foot alone in the city and you're just like trying to get like you know like you're trying to like get in contact with the rest of noble team and you're just helping civilians along as you go i love how yeah and picking up weapons because you have nothing yeah (laughs) yeah you start off with like a mag of magnum ammo and it's like all right like find shit as you go like you're on your own
2: yeah that was the only level that i really liked the way that they did the levels i didn't like how your weapons don't carry over if you pick something up and you're running through the level and you just you're literally playing consecutively Mm. your weapons changed every freaking level they had a weapon loadout for the beginning of the level and i didn't like that outside of this one mission that one mission it makes sense everything else is just like okay this is an arbitrary mechanic
1: yeah, Fun. I, I wasn't a fan of that either because that was like my favorite part. Of uh, like, uh, you know, you get a friend over, and like, I would I, we'd, I'd have a friend, and we'd do this constantly. Like, I had a friend come over, and we'd stay up all night to do like Halo 2 on Legendary, like Halo 2 Lasso, all the skulls on, yeah. And so much of it was making sure you had that weapon at the end of the level, which had ammo to carry over, so that when you started out, you still had like a battle rifle with a full clip in it at least, and, right. Uh, yeah, I, I wish they had. I understand why they didn't do that because each level is kind of so can- contained. And each level starts off with you traveling to like a new area and dealing with something else. So it makes sense that somebody would like hand you back like your standard gun. But I would have really liked the idea that Noble Six was like, no, nah, no, nah, I've got this this carbine that I'm really fond of that the Covenant had. I'm just going to hold on to this for a while.
2: Yeah, I, I really like the idea of you know stick it to them with their own weapons.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's oh, Covenant Carbine. Covenant Carbine was like my favorite weapon yeah. for the longest time.
0: Well, speaking of Covenant weapons, I hate almost every Covenant weapon in this game. In you general, would. I just don't. I don't like Covenant <laughs> weapons. I only use battle <laughs> rifles, assault rifles. Yeah. yeah, that's about it. I try to stick with those two guns at all times. I'm
1: you like the Spray
2: and pray battle rifle?
0: And the
1: pistol. Ugh. I love oh. the damn pistol in this game. <laughs> Aside from the, the battle rifle, which I hate, I love. I, usually in games, I will be like, I'm gonna stick with the standard weapons like I play Fallout and I never use any energy weapons, much to <laughs> some of my friends' and I will be like, no, nah, I don't care about like the laser rifles or the plasma rifles. I just want my hunting rifle and I'll be good. I love but the laser this game. Rifle, I'm like, follow-up. oh, sick! Yeah, a Covenant carbine, like a needle carbine. Hell yeah! I just had a that's hard time get, uh, with the weapons. Um, that.
2: That bruiser. So, yeah, that's like the D- the I mean, the DMR the was on. awesome. I love that shit. Yeah, and what was awesome too is like they literally almost had a uh, an answer for the co- for the Covenant version of our weapons. Yeah, which wasn't in all the other games. So like you had the DMR, and then the Covenant had the Needler rifle, which was the their version of the DMR. Yeah. Uh, then you know, so like you could literally be like, oh crap, I really like this gun, I'm out of ammo, crap, and then <laughs> find an alternate version that you're gonna find a lot of ammo for because it's carried by the Covenant.
1: That's uh, another thing I always absolutely loved about their design was that the brutes all have combustion weapons like humans have and it makes sense cuz the brutes are the more primitive species of the covenant like the right. fact that they had all these energy weapons they're like okay they are the techno like they are technologically far superior to us but then the brutes have like their combustion shotgun and their combustion smg and it's like Okay. yeah yeah, like that makes sense like they are the with bayonets on them with bayonets on
0: them
1: yeah it's It's absolutely perfect design (laughs) i
0: completely forgotten the brutes were in this game and i smiled when i saw the brutes i'm like oh yeah i like fighting
1: these things i i don't mind the brutes. they (laughs) they
0: make me make me happy
1: a lot of people were like I, I know i know some some people that were like genuinely upset when the brutes started taking over for the elites but i always liked fighting the brutes way more because well, uh, they don't have a shield they don't, they don't have, have a regenerating shield, shield. they oh some of them do huh, yes yeah, like but. the, the higher-ups do but yeah the
2: higher-ups do they, they were so in reach
1: <laughs> they're so easy to kill i love it They're so much easier to kill yeah. than elites are <laughs> elites are bitch to kill yeah It. whenever you fight anyone going back to halo one and two having to snipe elites it was just a pain in the ass because their heads are further down on their bodies so you, it's really hard to get a headshot from behind and the you brutes know, are just like, like to... the biggest heads
0: <laughs> i remember playing as an elite in halo 2 on multiplayer just because it was harder to headshot them than the other ones yeah that's you play
1: you play uh swat magnums that everyone's a fucking elite <laughs> every <laughs> that, single that person back some old memories you're like oh do I play as the humans or the guys that you can't shoot from behind <laughs> obviously I'm playing the fucking elites I used to play I used to play SWAT uh, SWAT magnums with the human just to make it harder for myself <laughs> Why am I not surprised Because I'd be like if I won the game I'd have even more bragging rights of being like yeah I kicked all your asses and I'm playing as a Spartan <laughs> <laughs> Back when I used to be good at video games <laughs> I still think you probably are I'm better than a lot of people but I don't know if I'd call myself good I can win a co- I can win some games of like PUBG, but if you put me in like an RTS, I fucking suck. <laughs> okay. I won uh, my first my uh, the first three games of PUBG I played. I won two of them, and I was like, "All right, cool, yeah, this is this is my game for a while." <laughs> I'm gonna be playing this for a couple months. <laughs> okay, I did not know that about you. I'm I'm really. I think it's because I played so much Daisy. I'm just really good at any oh, like battle royale game because I don't trust anything. Mm, that's
0: probably the right way to play them. Yeah. Oh, so if we were speaking earlier about when you like go to Alexandria, like you're coming into the city that they're trying to evacuate, and I like how you're just like they don't expect like, oh hey, a Spartans here. And they just start yeah. giving you random missions to try to help out, to try to make some kind of sense. Mm-hmm. And it, especially with the second part of this, when you go into the nighttime Alexandria and you're in a freaking helicopter flying oh, around, yeah.
1: that was awesome. Like that was a really super cool mission to me. Yeah, those those hornets are I think the Hornets are one of my favorite introductions to the series after after like the original cut of all the all the flying ships and vehicles and everything, because they around Halo three. They were like, we need to have more vehicles in here. What can we throw in? Like, well, let's just throw in like the equivalent of like an Apache helicopter. And I was like, fuck, yeah, (laughs) fuck, yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) They did a good job of it, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, you can just just flying around the street, just taking out Banshees and Phantoms and everything. But it's so that's why I say it like Bungie needs to make a, spar- a Star Wars game. This team needs to work on a Star Wars game because it's basically f- you flying around like the equivalent of Coruscant. The, city's, uh, the city is like skyscrapers that are like a mile high. You can't see the ground because it's just clouds. Like you, sh- you blow up a banshee and it, like it, like turns into a burning wreckage and flies down through the clouds. And you're like, well, wherever that fucking lands, that's where it lands. <laughs> well, I hope it doesn't
2: crash into this building we're about to land on.
1: When, uh, when one of the buildings gets fucking shot and just starts collapsing, like it gets hit by like an orbital cannon, that's just—it's so cool to me. I mean, well, it like, also wow. shows like how bad the Covenant are just taking yeah.
0: apart this planet
1: and how yeah. big the scale, it's completely is. destructive. It's such a great level too, because it's it's like the only open world that has existed in Halo games. I mean, like yeah. ODST is kind of all open world, but in terms of like their linear games, like you suddenly have this like kind of open world segment where uh, you just have to get from point A to point B, but how you get there is up to you.
2: Yeah, it's, it's great. And and you could really take and you could actually take your time and do a lot more fighting and clear a lot of you know enemies yeah. out and have your dog fights in these confined, uh, you know like sky yeah. alleyways I, Yeah, I you don't can, know how, how to uh... them you're literally right in between buildings <laughs> yeah trying to have a good dog fight
1: it's great because you can choose to fly up above the buildings and like fight out in the open or you can like if you want to have like a really good time you can fly really low and like be going in and out of these all in and out of these little gaps in the buildings it's great yeah oh, i don't really think they did a
2: great job with the <laughs> flying mechanics both in the the space one and then once you're back on planet <laughs> like they had the flight mechanics pretty well done
1: yeah it's funny because they when they added in like the hornets i remember thinking when they added them back in like way back in halo 3 i remember thinking oh this controls just like the warthog and being like wait no the Warthog, the warthog is always controlled like a weird air vehicle that's just on the ground for some reason (laughs) yeah it's not very good suddenly their controls made sense (laughs) i i like the driving in halo but yeah it is completely ridiculous
0: yeah you have to just understand it then i'm okay with it but like when i first played Halo back in the
1: day on original xbox i was like this is stupid and now i'm like "Ah, okay i'm used to it (laughs) it's funny (laughs) because driving mechanics and games that aren't driving games have always been like hard to kind of master (laughs) and i think my favorite examples of driving and non-driving games is like gta 5 which has basically become a racing game at this point online like all of gta online is basically just like do you want to race or do you want to just hang out in your apartment like those are really the options you have <laughs> and then <laughs> and then halo where it's like this is completely wacky and goofy and wrong but it also kind of makes sense so once you get it like once you get a hang of it it's like okay yeah i get it i get what i'm supposed to be doing here just I mean, point like, even, to where you go
0: as we had mentioned earlier like i when i was playing this i was is that when you would cause a couple different times you'll stop and go into a building and do something you gotta deactivate something i would just run avoid the enemies, deactivate the thing and run back out i'm like yeah i don't have time for this <laughs> so i would just avoid people
1: there's that one area where you go into the building and you have to kill like four hunters on the way in and then two more attack you on the way out you can skip them you can't skip them but i'm a fucking spartan i'm taking the hunters down man i tried i killed one and then i went up the stairs and found two
0: more and said okay we're done fuck this deactivate the thing like (laughs) we got this guys we got this Spartan. i'm like sure you do but a,
2: yeah i killed part. i killed the hunters those were the only those are like the only enemies i will actually like okay fine i'll stop and fight you i yeah. didn't like fighting like, the, the other ones i'll be like i'll be I like okay do i really hunters. need to kill you eh, i'll fire some shots if you die you die <laughs> otherwise i'm running I, hunters, I love
1: any hunter fight in halo
2: yeah I, they're they're fun i love their like their first like real entrance in two
1: Oh my god, where they kick the door open? Yeah, like their yeah, yeah, entrance into so where you're cool. first
2: introduced to them, it's such a boss fight entrance thing. And it's like the only time it really happens in the Halo series. Yeah. Where like you're introduced to this boss level thing and you're like, holy fuck, holy fuck, holy fuck. And then like
1: they're <laughs> just a normal enemy after that. Yeah, they just they're scatter not in one? Around. Not really, no. They're the Halo no. 2, they have like their big entrance.
0: Okay. Oh, it's been so long since I played
1: Halo <laughs> 1 or 2 or any of the ones besides Reach, so. My brain uh, uh, <laughs> the hunters are such cool enemies to me too because they're really odd enemies like they're not a they're not like a single organism hunters are a cluster of worms what yeah they're a cluster of these like big worms that yeah. the covenant have um oh like yeah, they, they get into the they're they're really odd they're clusters of worms that form colonies and the colonies like make up their body what
2: you're actually fighting that's yeah. why well, you I have did not to hit this. them in the little orange spongy parts Yeah, the blue part is literally armor.
1: It's yeah, it's the same armor used to make scarabs, which I always thought was really cool because it's yeah, we're going to take what we have available. We're going to throw a bunch of armors on these things just and pat them out and just throw them at the enemy.
3: It's And I know we
1: the the reason they always have two of them rather than one is they form these like bonds between colonies. That's how they breed. Whenever you fight two and you kill one, the other one will always berserk. It's it's such a great it's such a great design. (laughs)
0: Okay, And for those that are unfamiliar with Halo, the Covenant is an alien race of different aliens that they that they took different species, put them all together, yeah. and have a religion that they're following. So they are all yes. following a certain religion. Up until Halo
1: 2 when all the shit goes wrong for the Covenant. <laughs> but that's a basic <laughs> idea for the Covenant, for those that are unsure mm. of exactly what we're talking about. I appreciate them because in the other Halo games, you also have the Flood, which are like the kind of zombie, like weird zombie science fiction organism that exists in this world as well. I appreciate their restraint, because it would have been so easy to throw the Flood into this game, and the fact they didn't says they like, they really cared about the story that they were telling.
0: Yeah, I, I would think, agree with that, because it's, it's a good story.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: I, I think...
0: mean, it wouldn't have made sense to
2: have the Flood in the game yet. <laughs> no, it wouldn't have. Like, I think That Alessa, would have really screwed with continuity if they had.
1: Yeah, unless a developer would have absolutely said, people like fighting the Flood, the Flood is a cool enemy, let's just throw yeah. them in there. I think it speaks volumes that they were like, we're not going to put the flood in this game. This is a prequel. I hate the flood. I love fighting the flood. The flood, is, the flood missions are always my favorite missions.
3: Yeah.
2: And my that's, that's actually how I knew that three, four, three people uh, were some of the people at three, four, three were originally at Bungie was when, when I was at uh, E three one year for the year. Halo four was coming out. And I was talking with a guy right outside the Microsoft booth. And I was like, yeah, I'm a huge halo fan, blah, blah, blah. And, you know i'm trying i want to see if i can get a, get in and see some of the stuff and get a lanyard and so he was like oh you know how big of a halo fan are you and i told him you know i, I bought halo 2 the collector's edition like six months before i bought an xbox and He just <laughs> looked at me like wait a minute what he then he, he leans in and he goes yeah I, I i did the the flood missions in halo Oh am like awesome. really dude those things were amazing he yeah. goes oh shit really he goes sit right here and then he went and, like he got me in to check out the thing and see a lanyard because usually everybody's like oh i fucking hate you yeah <laughs> and he's just like oh yeah dude no um there's actually a lot of us bungee over at 343 like we yeah. can't say it but there <laughs> is okay, okay.
1: Yeah, those flood missions are my favorite for yeah. sure. because they and, God, and so going strong. back
2: to when we were talking about the hunters, they do show up in the first Halo, and they're kind of a what the fuck moment. But they don't really have like a cinematic-y entrance to yeah. them. Yeah, the, okay. And they get that in Halo Two like
1: really early on. <laughs> I was actually uh, I was preparing when this episode was initially going to be about Halo One. I was preparing to talk about it because I jumped into the series at Halo Two my friend loves Halo 1 I had a friend who like he got me into the Halo series and he played Halo one nonstop. so I played Halo 2 before I played 1 and so going back to it I was like Halo 1 is a great game don't get me wrong it sets everything up really well I'm sure we'll do an episode on it when it comes out but Halo 2 is when they kick everything into overdrive and they're like we oh, yeah. got something here
2: yeah Let's, Halo 1 is more of like a little bit more less restricted doom it's, kind it's of a- they tried to play like it's like there's, you know the, the stories there, and it's told to you as you're playing. But there's no real like you know mm. cinematic points to it. it. It everything really just flows as like a combat narrative. And, and well, then Halo 2, yeah. they can really kick everything in the gear, including all of the storytelling during the missions and everything like that.
3: Yeah.
1: I'd say Halo 1 is like, it's important for similar reasons to like the original Call of Duty. Like, mechanically, this is very important. But it's like when you get to like Call of Duty 4 or like Halo 2, that's when people sat down and started playing them and they're like, okay, this is going to change yeah. how games operate. Everybody from now on is going to be emulating either how this game plays or how this game plays. These are the standard. It's very rare to sit down and play a game and be like, this is the new standard for how everything is going to operate. I'd say like like Uncharted is one of those big ones where you sit down, you're like, OK, all cinematic games are going to be based on this system forever. <laughs> until someone <laughs> until someone comes along and makes the next standard game, this is going to be the standard for 10 years. And I do want to say it's right after this level when you meet up with your team again, isn't this when Cat gets sh- gets sniped? Yeah, this is so you've lost Jorge at this point, and you're you're leaving one of the towers in Alexandria. You are evacuated <laughs> okay. as much as you can, and you're leaving to start the net. Like you're leaving to go back to Oni base, and like you formulated your plan, and you're running out, and can't get shot in the back of the head by a sniper. And it's yeah, so like out of nowhere. Four
2: steps, four steps from the the airlock yeah. door, elevator door thing that you're heading to.
1: It is the most shocking <laughs> moment in the game i'm not gonna lie the fr- i'm not can't, i can't even lie about this to be completely honest the first time i played this game i cried at that part <laughs> i get really into video games and yeah cat died and like i was like i was sad about jorge and cat's death comes out of nowhere and i just like lost it i was like oh fuck like no like this is the sh- beginning of the end
0: <laughs> but that also speaks to the nature of this game of how much it does you know if it pulls you into the story because when you look at other halo games you could give a shit who most of the characters are but in here you really care about noble team you care even though i can't i can't remember their name i do <laughs> i just don't that's just how i am but Cat i cared the about the team yeah, yeah it's yeah. I, carter is the leader
1: they do something really heals you know. the <laughs> Emil's like the vanguard <laughs> okay he's he's the he's dps <laughs> to jorge's <laughs> tanking they did they do something really phenomenal in this game too that's that shouldn't be understated. Cause up until this point in Halo, you play as the Master Chief, who is, you know, he's the the faceless super soldier that you're supposed to put yourself into. Like you yeah. are the Master Chief. You are doing this. In this game, they do something remarkable where before people die, you get a chance to see their faces and see that they are humans, see that they are real people. So you see Jorge's face and it's like, I mean, Jorge's the first one to take his helmet off, and he's the most like He's got the most humanity out of everybody. He's the most like empathetic, and so you see his face. And then, like as Kat's talking to Carter, like earlier in the game, like she takes her helmet off and she's talking to him. And so you really get a sense, like, oh, these are these aren't just nameless soldiers that are dying. These are like actual characters that I need to care about, it's, which I felt to did a good really job clever. of. Yeah. The only character you uh whose face you never see is aside from Noble Six, because again, that's like your character insert. The only character you never see is Emile, and that's because that's Emile's thing. Is that he Emile wants to be this character that like Yeah,
2: Emile's face is the skull on his mask. Yeah.
1: He's trying to be like a legend. Like he's trying to build up this other character, which makes sense. He was (laughs) the
2: origin of the the Mandalorians, you don't take off your (laughs) helmet. This is the way.
1: That's okay. That's a great <laughs> comparison. He is the Mandalorian of, of Halo. Yeah, that's. uh I'd say Jorge's death is really like the first feeling of, oh, okay, we're gonna lose, and then cat's death is like, oh, we're gonna lose way and we're, harder. Yeah, I we're, we we're gonna
2: lose, and it's
1: gonna hurt. Yeah, it pumps yeah. up the stakes like so well.
0: And then, and then we had kind of we've been talking about this off and on. The next mission is when you go back to Ani Bay's. Yeah, And as Stu was totally. saying before, everything is different now because they have taken over, but they haven't destroyed it yet
1: because they're looking for something. They're looking for something. Yeah, you've got to infiltrate yeah. your home base.
2: Yeah, that's you're working cool your thing. way up and resetting those. Uh, no, you don't even get to reset them until you, after you get up and you retake the top, huh? Yeah. The it's, actual gun that's, it's that a... are supposed to be defending the base. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you've got to retake, you've got to destroy their anti air turrets so that you can land more like more troops so that they can just hold out while you complete your mission. It's yeah. the whole thing is we're going to and, lose everything. And like the whole
2: time, like you're trying to retake that base, they're just like staring down at you like, we have the high ground.
1: Yeah. It's,
3: <laughs> like you're literally, you're
2: fighting uphill to take back this base. Like they lit, like Bungie took like the. You're going uphill both ways. Story. And took that literally with this game. You are literally going uphill at all times <laughs> in this game.
1: It speaks to, yeah, their level designers for Cause they, they had to design a level that was uphill both ways. Where like the first time you do it, you've got to go out there. You've got to take out their their like mobile fortresses and <laughs> destroy them so that you can hold this base and you're coming back and suddenly you're the one attacking the base and you're the one trying to take it. And it's gotta be just as It's gotta be harder than the first time.
0: Isn't it? It's a good scene. And then when you finally get to where you're going, I like how the mission changes all of a sudden like, Hey, we're going to blow this up. You're like, no. And you're going down to the secret room, down an elevator. And I love when how Hel- God, what is her name? Halsey. Halsey just takes over that asshole and, <laughs> takes over, and you think she's dead at this point because you were told that she died. She's like,
1: My death might have been exaggerated. Yeah. Something the, like uh, that. Oh, God, what is the line? It's like, the News of my death uh, has been like greatly slightly, exaggerated. Greatly exaggerated. Yeah. yeah. All
2: reports of my death are, or something like that. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, uh, Halsey is such a weird character in the franchise because she's such an asshole and she is just awful and she makes terrible decisions that are completely necessary. <laughs> Like, every time Halsey's like, I've killed this child, and you're like, why? And then by the end of the game, you're like, okay, I understand, but you're still a dick for doing it. Yeah.
2: Like, <laughs> what her fuck? whole thing creating the Spartans was kind of like, you know, a war crime against reason... humanity. I like, uh... And it's just
1: like, eh, but it saved us. By Halo 4, she's literally, like, on the run from the UNSC for war crimes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you got like you're like you gotta track down Halsey, and you know, at some point you're like you should kill her. And it's like, yeah, but like we wouldn't. She have did won. save the planet. <laughs> yeah, technically, it's, like everything she did was terrible, but like,
2: like uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's like it's like if Lex Luthor suddenly actually saved the planet.
1: So many, of, uh, so many of our podcast episodes at some point during them, I just yell out, like, that's how DC should have done it. <laughs> just like, I've just come to the conclusion that literally anything else besides giving Zack Snyder that series would have been a better decision. Just do something interesting. <laughs> that's not saying a whole lot. Do Man of Steel, but in any other way. <laughs> yeah, oh. I, I enjoy Halsey as a character. It's hard to pull off characters that are blatantly evil, but also completely necessary. And I think Halsey's a good example of that.
0: I don't know a lot about her. I do know, because I have never played Halo 4. This is the last Halo game I played in published order. I also never played ODST very far. So maybe, Mm -hmm. so, I mean, for me, like, seeing Halsey in this, and, you know, I I thought she never made it out of the original, of of Reach in the original trilogy. I didn't realize until later she Mm -hmm. comes back in (laughs) 4.
1: She's like uh, Rico in uh, the Starship Troopers franchise for like, Rico's dead. And then she shows up again <laughs> like, OK, this time Rico's dead for sure. <laughs> That's going to be a joke for like two people who have seen the whole Starship Troopers franchise. I haven't I, seen anything but the first one. I think I'm one of the few people who has seen. I think I've seen one and two. Things. The the rest of them are awful. They're all terrible. Like, yeah, it's even. Fine. The... It's,
2: it's fine. I mean, even the first one was awful.
1: Yeah, but the first this one is was awful like fun. I think the first one's one of the greatest <laughs> movies ever made, but I highly <laughs> disagree with that statement. I think but I think it's awful in the right ways on purpose because it's it's the same guy who did RoboCop. He knew what he was doing. He knew exactly well, what kind of movie he was making. The,
2: the first one worked so well because they went so far different from the books.
1: Yeah, it was a satire. Right? Right?
2: Yeah, rather than doing it as serious fascist propaganda, they were like, all right, fine, we're gonna shoot the whole movie as a satirical fascist propaganda
1: piece. And And so rather
2: than seriously doing the book, they were like, eh, fuck it. Fuck the book.
1: And we're going to shoot it like it's an episode (laughs) of, like, 90210. We're going to shoot it wide and, like, like a very <laughs> that very clear palette it's i the the oh god i'm so angry that they are that i'm usually not upset when somebody's like oh they're coming out with a movie like this i'm not the kind of guy that's like oh that's dumb like they shouldn't do that even when as much as i complain about the dc movies even when a new dc movie comes out i'm like uh, that's fine like it's not for me and i don't like them but i know there are people that like them but this made me legitimately upset they are remaking starship troopers as a faithful adaptation to the book which is like The fuck is wrong with you? The book is like a pro-fascist, pro-totalitarian, like, dictatorship is good, awful book. It's the most, like, it's a terrible, problematic, awful book. Thank God we killed all these bugs. Death is the only way. Violence and death and and all hail the great leader. It's like, don't do that. (laughs) That sounds it's gonna be bad yeah, i can understand <laughs> oh but, like even that level when
0: you're down in the caves and you have to like activate the turrets and they're all trying to get to you where halsey is yes. getting what you don't know until later is cortana ready for you that was a cool scene like that yeah i enjoyed where you're trying to hold down this small little fort and i'm assuming in the hard difficulty, those turrets are getting shut down constantly on easy oh, yeah. they never got shut down once
1: yeah if you uh like i played it on legendary and it was just caught con- like <laughs> um it's just constant like it's hard to play that level on legendary as one person because your turrets are just going down and you either have to like cower and hope or yeah. <laughs> like play with multiple people and have like a team of three constantly moving and turning the turrets back on it's it's difficult
0: i never would play on legendary i mean i have in the past like i back when i was an achievement whore i tried to beat halo 3 and them on to get the achievements on legendary
1: but and i might have i can't remember anymore but oh, nowadays they have, uh... They have the achievements for beating uh, eventually when all the Halo games come out. There'll be like a big achievement for, I think, beating all all of them on Halo Lasso.
2: Yeah. So you, you'll have individual Lasso achievements and then yeah. you'll have the collective Lasso. Yeah. Uh, and I am I 100% mean, I, going for that. <laughs> I generally do like to play on Legendary. Uh, I think mostly for, you know, the getting games done in the year thing that uh, Sergio's been doing in Overblood been usually popping it down to just playing through on normal and, you know, making sure to play through for this. I forgot what I was playing on normal or whatever. But, yeah, usually I'll go through and I'll do a run through of the Halo games on Legendary. I remember uh, when Halo 3 came out, you know, the fiancé and I waited in in line for the midnight launch, got Mm -hmm. it home, and we – her and I had beaten the entire campaign by 8 o'clock that morning on Legendary.
1: (laughs) Nice. I think uh, this one is – I would argue that this one is – if not the hardest one one of the harder ones on legendary
2: i would have to agree with you there just because like it's the most ill-prepared of them Mm -hmm. like because you know and that's the that's because that's the way the story is is like getting through it like all the other halo games whether it's a mission is going down as you were expecting it to or you know you're okay this mission's taking you someplace where like yeah this is a fucked up situation you know it's not as ill-prepared a situation as you and, are in Reach. And Reach is throw. always just... You're, the, the odds are against you. You don't have the weapons. You don't have enough arm, you know, health, armor, all that shit. It's just... it. it everything is always against you in Reach.
1: Yeah, and they throw so much different shit at you. Like, the drones are awful on Legendary. They just they just kill you immediately. If there's, like, a swarm of four or more drones, they just take you out so fast.
0: Oh, well, and I think we should make a quick announcement. <laughs> our, our our other co-host joined us.
4: Hello, I'm I I'm hey, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> funny, I was uh, yeah, I was uh I was in the car on my way over here. <laughs> anyway, let's go to Shelfer Box. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Almost there.
0: That
4: would have be been really funny if you came.
0: In. <laughs> we do have a lot of questions though. I got a lot of comments about this game that so that will take up a bit of time when we get there. That will also. And, oh, and, and then I want to, my favorite part is what comes up next when you're trying to get Cortana to Admiral Keyes' ship. And there's, I, early on, I want to say that's when Carter, <laughs> Carter didn't sacrifice himself while you're driving, he's flying a hornet. <laughs> <You> just, <laughs>
4: Stefan, we're at the very end of the game. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. This is good. Yeah. He didn't fit, yeah. Also, <laughs> he didn't I didn't just... even, I didn't even finish the game, so I'm going to have no idea what's going on anyway. That's okay. you're not i mean you can there's youtube but okay
0: so and it it has (laughs) my favorite scene when you jump on a mongoose with you and i think emil is his name and you have a freaking scarab which is a giant four-legged tank that's like let's think of like maybe a a skyscraper high or so chasing after maybe not that high but it's huge ass freaking thing it's like six stories seven stories yeah chasing after you and you're just driving a little four wheeler trying to escape it. And that that scene was just amazing to me. I was just having so happy driving a little mongoose. You got to make a jump at one point.
1: And I was like, this is so cool. I like that, I mean, it's, uh, it,
0: a Halo game wouldn't be a Halo
2: game without a Fast and the Furious moment.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, it's it's their callback to like, you know, Halo 2 and Halo 3, because that's how those games end. Halo like, 1 ends like that. Yeah, Halo you, ha- you have
2: you have the, the you have the mad rush trying to get out <laughs> jumping over shit and then jumping into the back of a uh the pelican.
1: It's necessary to do that in this game because <laughs> they need to set you up for this is the climax so that the actual climax hits you so much harder.
2: Yeah. That's and strange. and I love like shortly after that whole mongoose section, you're then on foot and you come around that one corner and I mean, you guys saw my, if you were in Overblood, you saw my video that I posted. I literally, and I captioned it with the, with the, uh, the quote from you know, the other guys where Samuel L. Jackson and The Rock jump off the building. Oh, and uh, in the bushes. You're, you're, yeah, you're literally like two, three stories lo- looking up over a cliff. And you know, back in the original game, they did have an achievement for pulling off a perfect assassination from that height. That's uh. the <laughs> only way to jump off that cliff and land and take the shortcut to get through the mission. Is to is to pull off that move. I had a heck of a time. I'm still trying to actually nail the assassination. All I've been able to do is punch them in the back of the head as I landed. for some reason, that's enough to save you. <laughs>
1: that's great. I like that. That whole last mission is is so fun. Uh, yeah, it's it's, just, it's
2: so full of great moments.
1: Yeah, it's at this point you've lost Cat. You've lost Hor- You've lost Jorge. You've lost Cat. Carter is kind of like I like that. Carter is not really that important of a character. Like he's the one like leading you but his whole character is just like yeah he's in charge he's telling you where to go but he's always distracted by right just like the stress of everything going on and then so it finally <laughs>
2: gets down to the end and he's like yeah no it's still you guys here i'll uh i'll be a distraction
1: yeah yeah it starts that level starts off with you <laughs> in the back of a pelican and carter is shot to shit and you're like he's like i'm gonna die you jump out i'm gonna distract him and then later the scare comes back and carter comes back on the radio and it's like okay hey, i'm say? still here yeah he's like how about that he's like how about that distraction boys and slams into the scarab and takes a bow and you're just like what the fuck no it's a cool ass scene it's great and <laughs> it's the so whole like, last
2: level well it was so just dist- you know your distraction worked so well i kind of forgot about you
0: yeah
1: <laughs> he just he shows up out of nowhere and it's like all right fuck yeah
0: and the just even like <laughs> I mean, the rest of the level doesn't have too many memorable things until near the end of it. But just like kind of, you know, the whole time you're trying to get to the ship, they're like, "Hey, we got to go, guys! We're waiting for you, waiting for you." Yeah. And then when you get near the end, when you're like the landing platform, you're trying to clear it out. All the enemies just keep pouring on you. You have a meal on the cannon shooting until things don't out. don't go so good for him. I love that, that scene though, where where he gets attacked
1: by the elites with swords and he starts oh. fighting them off, but they just take him out. You He's just down, like, f- he just takes down, like, he takes out, like, five elites with a fucking knife before one gets him. <laughs> it's great. It's, it's such a strong moment, too, where you're just, like, Emil, who you haven't really spent that much time with in the game. He's always just, like, whenever Noble Team attacks, they always split up into two groups of three. And so for the most part, it's like, okay, you're with Jorge and June, or you're with Jorge and Kat. And, like, this last part of the game, it's like, all right, you've got meal, And this this last level is really, like, getting to know this character as you know he's going to die and so they make him such a strong character that when he dies you're like oh fuck like he was so cool he was such a badass yeah they do a really good job with that too he needs that uh (laughs) which it needs that scene from like scott pilgrim like when he dies and he's have that quote in there it's like i can't die i'm so cool (laughs) (laughs) i love that movie so much (laughs) i love that too because uh that whole level as you're getting closer to the pillar of autumn, you keep you keep getting like little vistas with the pillar of autumn in the background, just like to give you that sense of like, okay, you're you're still like a mile up, and you're getting close, you're still like you're still not quite there, but you know, almost like it's it's getting a little closer. It's get just incrementally, you see a little bit more of it. You'll see like a way off in the distance, and then by the end, you're fighting right outside of it. <laughs> yeah. You feel like you cover so much ground.
2: It does. <laughs> and it's a great way of like showing your progress through the level.
1: And that great that little uh, that little Easter egg in the pillar bottom too <laughs> as it's pulling off. <laughs> or in that pelican. I don't know why. We, at the end of the level, you've got to take over Emile's uh, Emil's in the Mat Cannon. He gets he gets killed. And Colonel or Captain Keys comes down with his pelican. And you're handing off the the idea is that you're supposed to get in the Pelican with Cortana, like get off the planet. But as the Pelican comes down, you see more ships coming in and it's like, well, I've got to stay behind. I've got to get the Pillar of Autumn out of here. And so you hand Cortana off to Captain Keys, and there's that little Easter egg where if you hold the stick left, it'll pan over and you see the Master Chief in his his little tube off in the corner. I just love that. (laughs) I didn't know that was in here yeah it's during that cutscene. Um, you just have to hold the left the left stick down No, i like, want to oh. say that
2: that was added in for uh, this three masters and wasn't in reach originally
1: i think it was in reach originally. And, and, and it was, it a, was um, like
2: you saw i think what it was originally was that you saw a portion of what could have been his pod yeah, and that was supposed to it. be what it was and yeah. then for mm-hmm. the re-release stuff they expanded upon that to then just like okay yes you can see him
1: if yeah it's just something. him in the pod i like how yeah. it's just there in the, happened, in the i think that's what happened but i'm not sure it okay. makes no sense it's just a
4: goofy easter egg at the very end of this like emotionally destructive game yeah I, I think also if you look really hard in the background you can also see the millennium falcon just flying by yeah just take me off <laughs> <laughs>
1: i like that too because it's it's you're just like i've got to stay behind and captain keys is just like okay like, all right <laughs> yeah. you do you spartan that's your you should, technically i technically you're the ranking the ranking officer on this planet now so you stay behind <laughs> i and mean and that, in that just take everything out and like
2: after you, you know this captain and captain goes down with his ship yeah. even if it's a planet
1: even if the ship is a planet
0: <laughs> like even that whole scene like i like how they give you control of the gun you have to take out multiple ships and then you out, take basically. out Okay, you take off that, and then you take out a freaking cruiser. I forget what yeah. they're called.
1: Yeah. I, it's, a forget, it's a covenant forget. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know if they have a special name. I'm sure they do. But I <laughs> Every, don't
0: know Everything there. has dumb names, and I mean... Hey, I shouldn't say dumb. Halo just has those names where, what are we going to call him? It looks kind of like a jackal. Ah, jackal. That's his name. Hmm. This guy, he's a special, turn, He's the elite. We'll call him elite, guys. Oh, what a great idea. Well, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm really
2: hoping that the naming meeting for that, when there was like, okay, which one's this going to be? Is it a jackal? It's a jackal. Jackal? Jackal. It's a jackal? Is it a jackal? Okay, fine. This will be the jackal. Shut up, Steve.
1: Well, to so that, yeah, I'd I say, mean... uh, Mike, is they, that's what the humans call them as jackals. I know. And, they actually do have a name. They're called the Ungoy. But yes. in Halo 2, for some reason, they call them the Grunts. Like, the Arbiter calls them Grunts. And it's like, that's not what you call them, though. You've got a different name. <laughs> Come on, Keith David. And then, I mean, that's when the game really
0: hits. Is you have a last mission after... God, what the hell is that ship called? The Pillar of Autumn? Pillar of yes. Autumn. Pillar of
2: Autumn. Shoot the The epilogue mission.
0: Yes. And the, it is. Like, you. it's just you and a gun and all of a sudden you all it says is survive comes on the survive. screen that's it yeah. only objective yep. and you just have to fight as long as you can i mean if oh, you I want think you can die for like 10, 10 minutes. minutes
1: that's pretty yeah, that's, so, like, that was always the like i love that because story wise it's so strong story wise it's you are alone in the remnants of this area just survive and it's like you know you you know you can just die but like you're just going to just however long you feel like you need to like hold them off as long as you can, if that's what you want to do, go ahead and do it. But then if you're playing the game, like again, with four people, it turns into a really fun, like horde mode at the end.
2: Yeah. I mean, mean, it's a really great thing, a great way of ending off that campaign. I mean, it literally, the whole time they're putting you in the, that, you know, the boots of, yeah, dude, you guys are doomed. Get, get everybody off planet. (laughs) Try to save as much as you can. You, we're not going to win. Let's try to save people. We're not going to win. And then finally at the end, you're like, yeah, we're not going to win. But, I mean, I got to try to survive. I'm taking them down with like Literally, like if you were put in that situation, what would you do? And it's like, okay, I'm going to try and fight as hard as I can for as long as I can. It, uh, you know it's not going to end well. You know it's going to end with you dying. But
1: you know you have to try. Uh, Mike, <laughs> I'm just going to let you know. I looked it up. I They... They haven't named that particular battle cruiser that I can see, but it's just called the Covenant battle cruiser. Okay, I'm surprised because usually everything does have names. I, I'm sure it is a named one, but I can't find which one that was. It wasn't like the Ardent uh, Journey or anything. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, are
0: you guys ready to go to questions? There are some things that we haven't touched on, which will be question, will be co- we will
1: touch on with the. Comments well, we gotta talk everything. about uh, the the actual like Noble Sixes end. I feel like okay because after you yeah after you try to survive as long as you can you don't just die it goes into that no. final cut
2: scene. yeah it, it shows it goes to that final cutscene.
1: Yeah. yeah of noble Which six just
2: I I, I, I I do love how like he basically he's just like all right fuck it this is the end and takes off the helmet <laughs> sets it in the dirt and like positions it so the camera can catch the fucking end it's yeah. like all right i'm going out like a badass but you're still not gonna see my fucking head
1: <laughs> i'm taking out <laughs> as many covenants as i can on the way down yeah it's it's filmed perfectly and it's filmed in such a way where like it can immediately fade back to like you die it's just focused on the helmet and then it fades to the image from the beginning of the game as halsey does right. her voiceover. over and it's right, such and a it goes from the,
2: the the destroyed destruction path yeah with the, the, the helmet sitting there and you and you know it gradually grow you see everything like turning into like you know regrowing and life goes on without you
1: as halsey does her speech about how yeah <laughs> like hope will return and it's it's a great bookend for that game and it's just like i whenever i play this game i think of rogue one and i think of there's a lot of things <laughs> in rogue one that i like there's a lot of things in rogue one that i think weren't as effective it doesn't have that bookend like it needed that halo reach style bookend of it needed to start the exact same way it ended or something saying this is the isolated story, it's over. That like you what you've experienced has only happened to these people, but it was important to get to everyone else where they needed to be. It's great. I like too where it's like uh uh the whole message of it by Halsey is like you didn't leave the planet because the Spartan twos belong to Reach. They belong to that planet. Yeah. So all the Spartan Which twos cool stayed thing. on except for June who survived. But oh, June survived okay I was gonna ask about her I don't remember her dying. June was the uh sniper who was a male. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah june, uh, june or noble four i think he was noble four right um I don't know. noble three or noble four one of those two but yeah he survives because he's like he becomes halsey's escort for a while and then goes on to um train a bunch of like spartan four recruits i mean i'm sure we're gonna cover the other halos if they ever release them on the master chief collection eventually on this show
0: yeah <laughs> we definitely will <laughs> we
1: definitely will
0: <laughs> i
1: definitely want to talk about halo 2
0: same. All right. I think that about covers most of this game. You guys ready to move on to questions, comments, and I, memories? I think so. Sure. All right. And we will hit multiplayer and other things. We have a lot of comments. Some I'll read through fast. Some I'll have us continue on. There's a couple one that will lead us into some more conversation. But i posted in four different groups, and a lot of people responded, actually. So I was, I was oh, impressed. Yeah. I was surprised. One from Chris White said, Halo Reach is one of the few special editions I didn't regret buying. I still have the journal patches to this day. I forgot about this special. I remember seeing a special edition in Best Buy for like cheap. <laughs>
1: I uh, <laughs> I, I regret thought. not getting it.
2: I picked it up uh, probably a few years later at a Best Buy when they had a few out for cheap. The statue's pretty and cool too.
1: The one
0: from this one from Carrie Chandler said I bought my first Xbox, a 360 Slim, with money I made from a summer programming job. My third year teaching, I got it at the launch of that revision. My first and so far only current generation non-Nintendo console. A month later, Reach came out and I got it the day to hit street. This is to, this is this is to this day my very favorite Halo, both for the story and the multiplayer. I put hundreds of hours in the Slayer got a robot arm and it had big storm clouds covering my upper upper torso. <laughs> yeah, I mean just the fact that you can that do all oh,
1: that. Yeah. And this oh, yeah, one so, uh, yes. we, we didn't talk about multiplayer that much, but no, uh, not yet. The, addition of like all the it's hard to talk about multiplayer and that's because we, we i mean I pl- i've played it but uh on mcc but we haven't all played it together which is kind of like the best no. way to talk about it. but yeah they added a lot to the multiplayer that was really cool adding like like having halo 3 when they had all the different armor types you could unlock um like trying to get that fucking armor type where you had to kill somebody that worked on the game or worked at bungie and they would gift it to you i was like yeah i, I do so remember hard. The... I that game so much just hoping i would come across somebody from bungie and like every now and then people would announce like hey i work at bungie if you beat me you get this at the beginning of the game and i was like i would try so fucking hard <laughs> i think one day I like i was just playing like a, a like capture the flag and i caught somebody randomly and afterwards they were like oh yeah here's the code And i was like fuck yeah I do remember that. I think there was an achievement for it too or something at one point, in one of the Halo games. And just adding in... That was such a cool idea and just like Halo Reach adding in so many different unique armor types that you could build your own special Spartan. You could build your own like Gorilla Fighter. was so cool. It's
0: been so long. And this one from Michael Irving said, I love Reach. It's my second favorite of the Halo games. ODST is number
1: one. I I really need to play that one day. It's a lot different. It does a lot of cool things. I mentioned in... An episode a long time ago, my favorite thing that ODST does is it scales all the enemies up because you're playing as an ODST and not as a Spartan. So it makes you're shorter than all the other Spartans would be. So the Brutes are like 1.5 times the size. It's really <laughs> clever. It's a really clever way to make okay. everything way more menacing.
0: And this one from George Olgin said, reaches is a fantastic game, probably my favorite of the Halo series, with ODST being a close second. I think it comes together so well because it doesn't shy away from the invitable, inevitable... Eh, the outcome of our team. Yeah, but yeah, the story beats extent- <laughs> each other. Every big character moment feels earned. And the score is absolutely incre- incredible. And even though it does have the slight irk of prequel that has better weapons slash tech than the original game, eh, I'm okay with that. The gameplay is interesting with various ways of tackling the waves of Covenant. It's a war movie where you're on the losing side nearly every point and ultimately makes the triumphant moments, all the bittersweet and things eventually become worse. And I agree with it, almost though. all that.
3: I
2: not so. Uh, it doesn't have. I mean, it doesn't have tech that's better. Yeah, the, I would say the, all the, the tech. tech is... The tech that it does have that's not in the later ones is there's like a grenade launcher that the UNSC has, yeah, and then like, like it, a yeah. plasma yeah. grenade launcher that the Covenant has, and they're both pretty shit weapons, anyways. Yeah, the Spartan it makes sense why laser. Out. Spartan lasers in three.
1: three. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Spartan laser comes
2: back later, but I mean, again, just because it was there in Reach doesn't mean there were any that were baited on the Pillar of Autumn. Or made it in the one pelican that the bastard chief crash landed in. Yeah, and it's like yeah, just just because those weapons were there doesn't mean that they had to be there immediately in one or two.
4: Well, the thing, the but... thing for me is like, why would they make new weapons like guns in this game that just suck? Like yeah. I, I hated <laughs> most of them. I was like, L- here's a new addition of weapon, but it <laughs> sucks yeah we talked about that we we're like the introduction of of new vehicles things
1: but they they were designed to be inefficient because there needed to be a reason for them not to be in the other halos <laughs> seriously i do like that too i never considered that yeah anything that wasn't on the pillar of autumn when reach happened wouldn't be in the first game because that makes total sense so that's yeah, the first, what you got, like, i
2: mean you know were were those grenade things something that was just being developed and tested out on reach at that time and so like <laughs> hadn't been stalked on the pillar of autumn and since it did leave in the middle of an emergency.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna let everyone in on a secret too, cause this uh there actually is a real life equivalent to this in Vietnam. During the Vietnam War, they introduced the M16 and it was so hated amongst like amongst every fucking every fucking soldier there. There's stories of <laughs> There's a story of a uh, I I it, it's changed multiple times but I don't know what the rank is anymore. I think it was a captain who he got in like a shipment of M16s to replace their old uh, bolt action rifles and semi-action rifles. And supposedly he ordered his troops to take the M16s and throw them in the river so they didn't have to use them and he was like, "Oops, they got lost." <laughs> it's like it was the more effective weapon but everyone hated it because it's like it's different and it was heavier and and nobody change. knew how to fucking fire it. It was automatic. Change and just hard. Idiots would just hold down the trigger and fire all 20 rounds immediately and be out of ammo. So, <laughs> better things aren't always better. Yes.
0: <laughs> As I always say, change is hard for some people.
1: Yes, especially for soldiers in the middle of war. To <laughs> so be like, all right, we've <laughs> changed literally your entire ammo and military <laughs> fucking structure. Have fun. Have fun <laughs> dealing with this new weapon you don't have to use. <laughs>
0: All right, I got some more to read still. Um, from Tony Carras. I might have butcher his name. Said, I'm so upset about armor lock as a usable power in multiplayer. It seems incredibly overpowered with very little downside in using it. Why does it exist? To uh, piss you
2: off, Tony. I didn't I didn't use that's use it
0: why.
1: all in this game. It's used specifically <laughs> to piss off anyone who thinks they've just got a really cool warthog kill. That's all it is.
2: Oh, dude, I'm about to run you over my warthog or my ghost. <laughs> yeah. Nope. <laughs>
1: I, uh, I, I hated it at first because I did like to drive around and just run people over, so I did hate it for that reason, but oh man, it's just, just being able to being able to just like armor lock right before you get hit and blow up a whole fucking warthog, and if there were three guys in it you just suddenly got three kills, it was so satisfying <laughs> it is so fun okay,
0: and this one from Jason Almina said such a great game, one of the best in the series great level design, better than usual I just like when people say the good things about this game. <laughs> I like it. From Matthew Irwin said, yep, to this day, it still has some of the best level design environmental diversity of any game in the whole franchise. And from Paul Askew, still my favorite Halo game played so much of the multiplayer. I I never did. <laughs> unfortunately.
1: I played enough for all three of us, I think. Though. So. so I tried. I played a lot of Halo. I was, I, I had friends that were, you know, the Call of Duty people, and I was the Halo guy, and <laughs> I, I played a shitload of multiplayer.
0: <laughs> I mean, this I only one played... is
1: another. I really only played <laughs> Call of Duty 4 multiplayer. Um, that was, like, the only Call of Duty game I played, and I really liked it, don't get me wrong, but I was just like, yeah, I re- like, it was like when Gears of War came out, like, some people were Call of Duty players, and some people were Gears of War players. <laughs> some people were Halo, some people were Call of Duty. I was Halo. Okay. I, right. I like Halo better
0: because I don't like Call of Duty die instantly. Have a couple more to read from James Al- Oliver. He said, "As a player since launch, I was very happy to hear Reach is being re each. Nothing beats the Xbox 360's lobby." Eh. <laughs> I don't miss those
1: days. I'm you know, I don't play multiplayer anymore. <laughs> I uh I never hated those lobbies. You know, we we had what we had. It was what we could work. This one made
0: me a- laugh. Um, from <laughs> Jacob. Ayers, it's so many land parties and stone nights
1: been playing in this gym. Halo 2, when you were trying to, um, Halo 2, you'd have to, like, bring, like, you'd go over to a friend's house and bring your Xbox and set it up for, like, the eight-person split screen. I fucking love that. Oh, yeah. Those are <laughs> that, classic days. Those are, like, fucking, this those are shit. I don't
0: <laughs> remember any, uh, from Brock Johnson's, and clans were big in this game. I have no recollection of that.
1: Yes. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, clans were, um, I, I like how clans have kind of been phased out of a lot of multiplayer, but, like, that shit got intense back in the day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just got a few more we're going to read from the Overblood group, because I got to read some from that group. And then we'll be all done with questions. Uh, one from Adrian Blair said, look, it never gets old armor locking if someone charges you with a ghost. <laughs> yeah, like we were talking about earlier. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I never did that, but I can see that being hilarious someone like yeah i got it oh fuck yeah yeah. i
2: mean it worked it it was it's great in the multiplayer it works out well in the campaign too yeah it's like the only time that the armor lock is actually (laughs) ever useful during the campaign
1: a few things beat the nostalgia of just remembering all the warthogs and all the ghosts i've blown up just by standing still and punching the ground it's just it's such a sweet victory and this one from Sam Labertou, he said, Reach is my first Halo
0: and my favorite. Good choice, sir. I remember loving the story. I was unaware of the largest story of Halo at the time. I had no idea it was a prequel. Really? So all the deaths blindsided me. What the I, hell? I love me, team. <laughs> and each sacrifice stung, including the sequence where so you got to play your own death scene.
4: Yeah, Let's he probably have... he missed out on. Was he, like, living on a remote island? How did he not know about Halo? I, he was living I on don't a remote a... island. Oh, <laughs> that's a uh, that's interesting i
1: never i didn't really consider that somebody who hadn't played all the other halo games playing this this being their first one yeah, yeah. all the deaths would be so much more bitter <laughs> yeah you wouldn't see it coming what's funny is you play this game and then you go play like the other games and you be like what the fuck these are so like emotionally <laughs> like enjoyable Empty. compared to right Ra- reach <laughs> like i'm having fun am i supposed aren't i supposed to be hurting inside the entire time i don't understand <laughs> and then right. halo 3 we all die. we all just cry for sergeant johnson i don't remember three at all <laughs> three uh, three is when johnson uh gives his life to blow up a halo and it's very emotional
4: wasn't he uh one of the wasn't he a spartan at 1.2 or something he was originally,
1: yeah, he was originally in the Spartan program, and that's kind of why he's such oh. good friends with Master Chief. Was this, yeah.
2: Wasn't yeah. he like I a know that. leftover of the Spartan Two program? Yeah, that's what which, it is. That like yeah. he something happened and he couldn't be a Spartan or some yeah. shit,
1: which is why he has like all these weird abilities that a normal soldier hat doesn't have. Like he apparently, like according to the lore, like he could live for a long time. He had like slightly better healing than other, any other soldier. Um, so I mean, it worked out well for him, but. I think, like, all the other prototypes in his unit were just horrible disasters. <laughs> Sergeant right. Johnson was just in the series to say cool things and make everyone love him. Wasn't oh, he I David Keith? The... He was David Keith, yeah. Okay. And it was just, oh, I know what the lady's like. <laughs> <And> <laughs> That's what David Cortana Keith tank, <laughs> Like the movie Men at Work. Just watch a super cut of like all of Sergeant Johnson's one-liners and you're like, yeah, this is, this is halo in a nutshell. This is exactly, I killed 200 elites so I could hear Johnson say something cool. <laughs> okay.
0: Um, a couple of other things from Rob Markin. He said, I'd argue two is better, but reach was definitely up there. Cause I said, reach is my favorite. And he also said, hmm? <laughs> sorry, he was David Scully. David
1: Keith was the arbiter.
0: Oh, okay. That's yeah. yeah, been a while. Um, <laughs> Also said, I played Reach after playing three for the first time. The story and action were both so good and so well-balanced. Such a great game. And I have two more <laughs> long ones I want to read, and then we're done with question, or done with these comments and memories. One from Emmanuel, previous guest of the show. As someone who has never played a Halo before this one until a few days ago, it was definitely an interesting experience. How did you not play a Halo before this, man? How? Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Oh, I know why. There's no platinum trophy for it. That's why you never played it, huh? Oh. <laughs> He's going to appreciate that joke when he hears this. <laughs> Though it started somewhat rough for the first few chapters, I quickly got accustomed to it and plowed through it in two days. My favorite part was flying into space in a saber and engaging dogfights with the Covenant. Something I absolutely <laughs> love doing in any sci fi game. Can't wait to keep playing through the series once they drop on PC. Stu's waiting with you, too. He can't wait either. I can't wait. I can't wait to kill Flippy
1: App in Halo 3. <laughs> I have no idea what you are talking about. Flip Yap is like a uh, it's like a uh, special achievement. I think it's Flip Yap or Yap Flip or something. It's like this named grunt that if you kill uh, he'll like as you kill he yells out like you killed Flip Yap. <laughs> it's like a special achievement to get that line of dialogue.
4: Okay. You have to get I like, have it was... the,
1: um, the I would have been your daddy skull on. <laughs> it's like special dialogue to hear in the game randomly. You killed Flip Yap. <laughs> I just love
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last thing we're reading from Nick ludimen I might have pronounced it wrong. Uh, Reach is my least favorite when Halo was still with Bungie. So I'd be curious to hear why it's your favorite. As someone who plays the series series almost exclusively for the multiplayer, I had a love-hate relationship with the suit powers the game introduced. Turns out giving someone the ability to turn completely invulnerable in was not a good idea for competitive multiplayer. I love Jet jetpacks are cool, though. <laughs>
4: I love how
1: <laughs> controversial it was to fucking just armor lock. Just armor lock alone was like so divisive amongst people. And you can oh, tell yeah. you can tell which people were like better at driving and which people were better at shooting. Cause it was just that balancing <laughs> thing of I need something to be able to kill the guy in the car.
0: Well, I mean you could do a from what I remember, I God, it's been so long since I played multiplayer. I, I didn't play multiplayer this game, till none of this stuff rings with me. Oh. I didn't play very long because my friends
1: got mad at me. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like like I could tell I could tell exactly what kind of player somebody was in Halo just by going like, "How do you feel about armor lock?" And I "Fucking hate it." It's like, "You were the guy in the car."
0: <laughs>
1: you were the guy driving.
4: <laughs> All
0: right,
1: I think we should move on to shelter box. <laughs> we used to, okay? I I have one more story about this cuz I, I okay. actually I hated armor lock for a, a while because I played with a friend and we used to play like big team uh, where it's like eight V eight because we fucking loved that, but we loved the we were so bad, but we loved the big team Slayer. But the only way to play like big, big team in Halo three was if you played like a playlist where like it'd be half Slayer and then half capture the flag. And we got so good at capture the flag because we just wanted to play Slayer so that we would like. We would play capture the flag and we'd win the game in like a minute, <laughs> like, like just <laughs> running back and forth. It would take us about a minute to beat a big team <laughs> capture the flag match. And when they added fucking armor log like, it like ruined that for us, we couldn't we couldn't cheat the game anymore and win the game that quickly. <laughs> we were just like, fuck, now we have to play big team capture the flag. <laughs> I just love that we, we got so good at what we hated because right after it would be something we loved that we sucked at.
0: And Stu, why don't you go first for shelfer box?
1: Uh I mean, no question this is going on my shelf. Box? That's that's obvious. Yeah, it's going in my box. Uh it's <laughs> going in my Halo box which is going on my shelf. <laughs> uh No, yeah, no question shelving this game. I love I was a huge Halo fan growing up. I played all of them. Uh like I said, i have a friend come over and we we just do lasso all night long just trying to trying to beat the game and you know, like we we had that that it's like that nostalgic, great experience of we'd go to like Seven Eleven ahead of time and we'd buy a shitload of snacks and we would just eat like hot fries and bullshit snacks all through the night, uh, sitting on the couch trying to pork rind. Oh, uh, we would get pork rinds. Yeah, we'd get pork rinds, hot fries.
0: Oh, someone got uh, that joke. <laughs>
1: uh, we'd go to you'd probably hate these, Mike. We would go <laughs> to um Trader Joe's or something and we'd get those wasabi peas. We loved wasabi peas. I would, have they're delicious. They're just peas, uh, uh, dipped in wasabi and, like, fried. They're great. Aren't they spicy? Yeah, or very spicy. Yeah, they're, yes, they're wasabi. It, it, it's wasabi. <laughs> yeah. it's Do not radish.
0: eat the pistachio ice cream. It <laughs> has
3: turned.
1: <laughs> That's what came to my mind, too. I think I was in my junior, sophomore junior year of high school when this game came out, and we just played it nonstop. We just played it constantly. I played a shitload of multiplayer. I played a shitload of the campaign. I love so much... I love the campaign so much for what it did and how they accomplished it, just the way they were able to tell the story and build the game and build the, all these interesting characters, all these models, and it's in my mind it's my favorite halo. I think it's like the perfect halo in a lot of ways. So wow. absolutely going on my shelf. Okay. <laughs> That's what I expected. Josh, how about you?
2: Uh I would have to agree. It's going on my shelf. It's uh it's a perfect, you know, wartime game. Mm-hmm. Uh story and set in the halo universe it's it was really an emotionally touching campaign uh firefight was fun uh it's fun to jump into multiplayer here and there like i said i've never really been a huge multiplayer person uh, so i would do them on occasion it's not what what i get the games for the campaigns or what i like in the stories and this has the best campaign of any of them <laughs>
1: In a lot of ways oh. it's like the it's like the Call of Duties of Halo games. It's got that very Call <laughs> of Duty like saving yeah. private Ryan style campaign where like shit everyone's gonna end up dying. Like this is a war. It's the yeah. it's the one that feels most like you're in the middle of a war. Yeah.
0: yeah definitely. Definitely yeah. agree with that.
1: Um,
4: how about you, Stefan? Uh yeah, so <clears throat> I really don't have a good um sense of this game because i played it with a friend and like <laughs> we would be talking over it so i didn't really <laughs> listen to any of it and his like him and his girlfriend are going through a lot right now so, and she would <laughs> be going out every night so he would we would play for like 20 minutes then he would pause it and be like do you see what this woman's trying to tell me right now look at this <laughs> and it's like it was like that through the whole game and, then oh, like, <laughs> and like i want to say like three times maybe during the night i'm like so what what are we doing what's the mission like what's the point (laughs) so this girl's leaving that's the point. yeah i really don't have a sense of this game i i want (laughs) to put it on my shelf but i don't feel like i know it enough and from what i did play i i don't know it was just okay (laughs) i wasn't like blown away but i i feel like the impact of the story probably would have helped that so i (laughs) i kind of i'm kind of undecided on this i'm just gonna say yeah i'm undecided (laughs) we'll (laughs) say shelf (laughs) pending Yes, (laughs) yes <laughs> i refer hey, like this that game, to uh every time
1: I <laughs> it does i refer like that to every time i talk to him he's like can, like i i love him because he's an idiot <laughs> he's a very hardworking working idiot it, he's dating this girl now they've been together for like two years i think at this point and she has a 10 year old kid and he, every single time i talk to him he's like can you believe this girl and her kid i'm like dude it's your kid <laughs> he's like <laughs> What is like? It's your kid. Like this is your kid. Like you've been with, you've had this kid for two years. It's your son now. <laughs> it's just like I can't believe I can't believe this. It's like always something that's like really beneficial to him. Was like I can't believe this girl wants to repaint the house. I'm like, dude, your house looks like shit. Repaints it. That's a good idea. I can't, I can't believe she... she
4: wants to make love. Jesus yeah. Christ.
1: I can't believe she wants to change her internet plan. Like I'll look at it. It's like your internet plan sucks. She's right. You need to change your plan. Come on. <laughs> Anytime, anytime you change internet plans, they just cut you
0: out altogether all for a weekend,
1: right? I always have to give him the advice of, like, anytime he's just like, learned... can you believe this girl? I'm like, yes, I probably will, and you should too. <laughs> anytime, anytime you have the reaction of, I can't believe she wants to do this, just do it. You'll be happier. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I can't believe she wants to buy actual plates for my kitchen. It's like, you don't have plates? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay though because he won't listen to this because he doesn't understand technology (laughs) (laughs) okay so it's not sam huh no it's not sam no (laughs) this is this is my friend who like i grow i grew up like country adjacent and this is my friend who's very old-fashioned in the country who calls skype i shit you not he calls skype friends from the tv this is (laughs) what? this this is how like like old school redneck he is. I love him. He's my best friend, but he is such a redneck. You want to get on the Friends with the TV later and chat? He was like, you were talking what? with your friends from the TV today? I was like, you mean on Skype? He's like, yeah, Friends from the TV. I'm like, you know they're real people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not real. I'm a figment of your imagination. Hey, I, apparently, uh, I got a funny thing. Okay, we'll wait on that one. But okay, I'm going to do Shelf for Box now. I'm putting this on the shelf definitely because I i really loved this game like it was felt good to go back to it and not have the weird drama associated with it the first time i played this game so that was nice and it just it grabbed me the story grabbed me the game the everything just felt solid it was it didn't overstay its welcome i was able to blow through it and like i played almost this entire i did play the entire game like a day i just i had the day off and i just sat down i just kept playing reach i'd have to stop every mission so my laptop gets hot and I get all scared, so I'd leave it alone. But other than that, I mean, it it was it was a great time, and it's definitely going on the shelf. And I'm looking forward to playing
1: more Halo eventually on the show. Maybe Halo Reach is the game that tears people apart, not the game that is people together. Uh, it, <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I was thinking the
0: same thing. I mean, it did. I mean, this is the reason I lost friendship because of. I mean, not completely because of this game, but there was already a hard time with with um. One guy's listened to the show, who's on the show. We got into an argument. We had a lot going on in our life, Rich, and, and we didn't talk for years. Out And the last time we talked and we played Halo Reach, I got mad at him because they wouldn't invite me to play because a friend from high school didn't like me and he was available more. And they're like, yeah, okay, we're going to play with him tonight. And I'm like, ah, and I got all mad and act like a, a child,
1: unfriended them, and then we didn't talk again for years. Wow. <laughs> so maybe we should tell people, like, play Halo Reach unless you're in a like a committed happy relationship and then don't risk it <laughs> like because we don't know <laughs> we don't know what'll happen. I have a friend Sam and I have a friend who we haven't heard from in like a couple months because we played <clears throat> we, we played State of Decay uh, 2, the new one on on uh Xbox and Windows and we were playing like the hardcore nightmare difficulty where every little thing will destroy your community. And he, he came, like, we started playing together, and he made a mistake that got, like, multiple people and Sam and my communities killed, which basically prevents us from, like, ever getting back on top of it in those games. You've gotta stay on top of it, or else you're just fucked. And we haven't heard from him since. Like, I think he feels legitimately <laughs> bad about it. <laughs> what game was this? State of Decay 2. Okay. Yeah, where, like, you've you gotta build up community, and, like, morale plays a big feat. Like, factor in it, if your morale starts getting lower than it's like walking dead. Like if your mouth gets lower then people will like make mistakes more and they'll just start fucking things up. And if somebody dies, your morale just tanks and it takes forever to fix. <laughs> and oh. we both had two members of our community of our, like of our five member communities, we had two people die each. And so we got jumped down to three. So we were doing everything way less effectively and everybody was miserable. And it was like, it basically, we basically had to restart our games. Like there was no salvaging it. <laughs> We just haven't heard from him since because I think he feels (laughs) awful. Wow. He's okay. Uh, All right. (laughs) I think I want to
0: introduce what we're playing next week. This time we are playing Castlevania Area Sorrow next week for sure. It's going to be on this this episode because I'm excited to dive into that. I already have started. So that's that's coming up. Everything's in plans and we won't be surprising you guys with a different game again next week. Because I really uh, want to talk about Castlevania.
1: I'm just going to guarantee it doesn't happen right now. I'm going to say... It's happening next week. We promise. <laughs> and no, oh, it will never happen. Great. We'll never play it.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and also, <laughs> I want to say, shortly after listening to this, there will be the turtles episode. Will be out later this week.
4: Yes. Because
0: they're already recorded. All I got to do is edit it. I'm gonna publish it Friday night, so you guys will have it.
4: Yay! Ooh. Can't wait to hear
1: it. Okay. I probably gotta watch <laughs> the movie <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> or you watch it. skin to is. I'm gonna I do this all the time where like if we do a movie, I will I will watch the movie again before I edit it. For some reason it just happens, or I'll I'll want to watch a movie more than once. And uh, then I'll go back and I'll be editing the episode and I'll feel I'll be annoyed at myself for saying certain things where I'll be like <laughs> like I'll be like, I wonder why they did this, and then I'll watch the movie and realize why they did it and I'm like, God damn it, <laughs> you're an idiot. <laughs> all right. I also
0: oh we have the shirts are coming, correct us uh, Stu? Are we still waiting? Yep
1: yep they're uh, they're on the way we're just we're almost there i don't want to give a, a date yet because i don't know when but we are working on them <laughs> yep okay i think we started <laughs> saying that all the way back in the summer <laughs> yes but we've actually made progress on them and i just i hate giving like concrete dates on anything because it is like oh we're held to it we might not have the product that we want to have out there <laughs> mm-hmm. sometime in the next month or two i uh, next month at latest yeah let's say by the end of february probably (laughs) i'm not i hate (laughs) i hate giving concrete dates on anything but probably by the end of february (laughs) we maybe probably might have t-shirts around (laughs) then this episode awesome. started with me going, like, I understand why Master Chief Collection did what they did. I just wish they told us ahead of time or gave us concrete dates. And now I'm like, I hate concrete dates. I would never do that.
0: <laughs> I know. I was thinking the same thing. Like, hmm, that's weird. It's, hard.
1: it's, it's one of those things where I'm going to give this advice to everybody. If you're starting a show or, like, if you want to do, like, a YouTube channel or a podcast or anything, don't give dates. Don't promise anything because then no. <laughs> it becomes really stressful, like, to try to plan around, like, life events and shit.
0: yeah we're going through that all
1: the time Uh, i like our audience but uh i'm not gonna die for you
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right also want to give a quick shout out to bobby aka mike stoney from his ep bite the Bullet." song and school kids squad our awesome intro and outro if you have heard me say this over 60 times at this point hopefully maybe (laughs) if not first time listening hey there'll be a link in the show notes for his youtube channel and josh is our special guest Do you have anything you want to plug real quick
2: uh i got my twitter and my instagrams at jd minette
0: uh J D M I N E 626 you can follow him on there and uh we got and now that we're just about wrapped up we do got one funny thing that stefan was ta- uh, last night so stefan texted me and he's like dude it's so weird there's a guy that looks just like you inside my store <laughs> and yep <laughs> he sent me yeah. a picture later <laughs> you want to tell the story
4: well, I, I was weird because I kept, like, staring at him, and he probably got, like, really weirded out by it. <laughs> He's like, why is this guy, like, following me around, staring at me through the <laughs> store? And I just kept looking. I'm like, oh, my God, it's Mike's long-lost brother.
0: <laughs> well, in reference, <laughs> you are in a ghetto store, so it does make sense to be following a lot around someone at night when you're by yourself, definitely. Makes
4: yeah, sense. that's uh, – and – Sadly enough, one of our coworkers, who's actually going to be on the show, let's see, like next month, he actually Dylan? just, yeah, he just got stabbed actually on Friday night what by a customer.
2: Did Did he look or like Mike? Mike?
4: Yeah, was it Mike? It was evil Mike. <laughs> <laughs> He's not allowed back in.
1: So. Yeah. Oh I god, I was about to say. We did that to uh, Sam and uh, Christian, who's also been on the show. We did that to a friend of ours. Not stabbed them, but we, <laughs> we were just in the same city where she was working at the time. And we were like, oh, let's, like, let's text her and hang out. And we were like, actually, it would be really funny if we all just went into her store as if we were customers and didn't say anything to her and just confused her. <laughs> so we just like walking, we, we like walked around like, behind, like she'd be talking to a customer and we would walk around behind that customer to see if she would spot us. <laughs> she just like was completely unaware. We've like we've been in the store for like forty minutes. She's like, "What the fuck?"
3: <laughs> I would
1: say that too. But yeah, it was it was great. He
0: texted me that he sent me a picture of the guy, and I'm like, "Wow, that that guy that, she does he does kind of look like me?" It
4: looks exactly like you, Mike. <laughs> Mike with a switchblade.
0: <laughs> he looked
1: thinner though than I do. So well,
4: yeah, maybe I
0: was
1: wrong. He's evil, Mike. So I'm gonna <laughs> fly out to Arizona now and start Walk around. walking around to the gas stations. That'd be the weirdest prank. Is yeah, flying out to like a different state and like pretending not to be you to someone you met, pretending <laughs> to be like a doppelganger, and I, not
0: revealing. I did that. Like, sort of. <laughs> um, there was an example. Okay, this is. Uh, I a couple years ago, I was working at um at the store, and a guy I used to know. My my ex-girlfriend's hu- ex-husband came in the store and he, and he recognized me. And I just like I never knew who he was I'm like, Oh, what's your name, sir? Oh, what can I do for you? What's that? I just, I, I just ignored every question he asked me. It, it wasn't related to what we were doing. I was helping him with, and I definitely I had never seen him before. <laughs> didn't work, but I was
1: like, you know what? I hate you. I ain't talking to you. Actually, I, uh, so. I, I would absolutely, if I had like, uh, if i had to really like put on like a fake mustache and just pretend to be somebody else i would do that every day (laughs) like oh sorry no i i don't know who steward is sorry i can't help you stop talking to me i'm a stranger all
0: right that's about all the funny shit i wanted to mention yes. in there and you know it's becoming a thing now at the end of our
1: show right before after we do our plug we always say stupid some something special stupidly special <laughs> we have to say mm-hmm. yeah every episode at the end of our show too because it's been so hot this fucking <laughs> this fucking winter i every episode ends with me just staring at my fan waiting for <laughs> waiting for the ability I, to turn it back I on. i can't tell you how many things are wrong with that sentence. it's been so fucking
0: hot this winter just yes. for a guy who lives in minnesota just like
1: yeah i i don't i think you need to change states yeah, I'm su- I've, I I oh, am cool. sweating. I actually I put on a sweater the other day, and I walked outside, and I was like, "What the fuck? like?" It's like, <laughs> it's like why is it I so can't... hot?
0: <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and both yes. of you guys live in the south. You're probably you know live in
1: southern states, where I'm in the freeze, frozen, the frozen tundra. Mm, yeah. Well, the good yeah. news is that it dropped forty degrees yesterday, so it's gonna <laughs> it's down to the thirties now. <laughs> but yeah. then it jumped back up to like really hot, and it's gonna jump back down again this week because living on a peninsula is super fun, y'all. All right. I want to
0: thank everyone for listening. We will
1: see you next week.
0: Bye, everybody. It gets cold again.